we're live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the finale of Kind of Funny Star Trek Kelvin verse in review. That's right. We have been ranking and reviewing every movie in the Star Trek Kelvin verse. Um, it's been a ride, gentlemen. But here we are, alas, at the end. Will there be more in this universe? Maybe Hopefully. one day. There was rumors of a four at some point. The plot sounded kind of cool. There was like going to be time travel and Chris Hemsworth was going to hang out with Chris Pine. Whoa. Chris Apalooza. I still, I'm still cool. waiting for the rated R Quentin Tarantino movie to materialize. That's an option, too. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Would that be with the same cast, do you think? I don't, no I don't think it's supposed to be in the same universe. I think it's supposed to be just kind of a one-off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Either way, that could be cool. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny's Star Trek Calvinverse interview. I'm Tim Geddes. We got Kevin Coelho. Yep. Nick Scarpino. Hello. Greg Miller. Cowabunga. Yeah. And Andy <laughs> Cortez. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tim. Thank Yay, you. Tim. Happy birthday, Tim. <laughs> Andy, how are you liking the mic? Oh, I love the mic. Love it. Yeah. You making love waves? It. I mean, I just, it just looks so cool, man. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Andy got a new mic. Greg got a new camera. Yeah, we're finally doing this. We're committed to this pandemic. <laughs> we thought we could. We thought if we ignored it long enough, and we were just like, "Listen, clearly this is just." Do you remember when we started this? And I was content to sit crisscross applesauce on the floor at my coffee table every morning for these. Imagine we've done do. that now for six yeah. fucking months. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do this show every Tuesday right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games and Friday. In the same place you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can get the show ad free by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny like our patreon producers muhammad muhammad blackjack al tribesman and connor nolan did connor Dow. M- yeah, we're calling him kono the barbarian now that's what we're kono the barbarian yeah uh, somebody and if, and if he's really really good he can be the sequel of conan kono the destroyer somebody kono. on reddit and then, or no, really 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 really, really good he can be red kono like red sonia Somebody yeah. in a in a YouTube comment said, "Why do they call him Momo Squared? If it's Mohammed Mohammed, yeah. then it should be Mo Squared." And it started off as Mo Squared because that's what I said, and then yeah. everybody else just fucked it up. You got to keep adding things. Yeah, you know, whoever says the, the words last, they're the funniest. Yeah. That's how it works here. That kind <laughs> of funny. Also, we, we say these words so often that just for our own sanity's sake, we have to just change. You got to spice it up. Crazy. For our own sanity, we need to go insane. <laughs> we need to go insane. <laughs> and first off, Andy, how dare you? Because what's cooler than Mo Squared? Mo Mo Squared. That's about the fourth. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> uh, Anyways, quick, here's one to put out on the radar. Mo the Force be with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Anyways, guys, because we are ending Star Trek in review now, you are asking many questions. What are we doing next? Well, this Friday, we are closing out Lord of the Rings in review. Uh, Return of the King, part two. It's happening. Extended edition. Be there. Elise will be there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fancy. Uh, but Kev, you ready to pull up this stuff? Uh, yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> Great. Let me know when you pull Kevin, up. What happened to bridge your nose? Uh, Cecil went to bite my face playfully, and uh, playfully he adds. Yeah, I mean that's what you look it like, was. We were just you look like around. the guy like in the you know, like two days in the movie after the fight where you got like punched, yeah. right? In yeah, the, I'm also in a fight right club. In. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no one is surprised. No one's surprised. All right, how are we looking? Um, uh, it's ready to pull up, and it's up. Cool. We announced it January fifth. We were gonna do. Nolan in review, um, and then everything went to hell. So we we pushed everything back because the tenant kept getting delayed. Um, so 
starting next Tuesday, we will be doing with this cast of people that we have right now, Greg Miller doing the plot. We will be doing following Memento, Insomnia, The Prestige, Inception, Interstellar, and Dunkirk. We'll get to Tenet at some point. We're not risking our lives. I mean, first off, it needs to come out in theaters and stop getting delayed every other week. It's like, guys, just stop putting a date on it. It's you know sad. what I mean? It's really it's sad. It's just point. stop. By uh, the time we, we've made it through we'll these, it'll be time point. for it. You know what I mean? We'll be able to walk right into any theater in the good old US of A and see it and lick the seat and you'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> the hope. That's lick. the goal. They're um, going to make In fact, that's how you get herd immunity is they're going to make you lick the seat <laughs> everywhere you go. <laughs> so yeah, listen, everybody. We figured out how to stop it. Y'all got to lick everything. <laughs> I, know, I know nobody wants to. But if you want to go to the movies, this is God. the option. I can't imagine a worse thing to lick than a movie theater seat. Especially after Andy spilled his popcorn all I over I fucking it. knew he was you going, knew I was going there, bro. <laughs> he had nowhere else to go, so he just found it. He, he could have gone to Joey spilling her popcorn. I feel like she does oh, that one every day. If I was, was going to make fun of Joey, I'd make fun of how small the screen is. Oh that I wouldn't be able so to find the small. seat. I can't it find the so seat because it's so dark in the theaters because it's so small, the screen. Hey, Tim. All right. Tim, yeah. if, if I finish putting up your Atmos speakers, can we watch uh, Dunkirk at your house? Yes, you can. I uh, know you have to socially distance. Yeah, we're, yeah. There's, it's there's his theater feet. room is so big. I can sit there. He can sit there six feet apart. So you shake your face. Kevin, right? I will need an I will need an Instagram story from Paula featuring Cecil, but only if you lick the seat. <laughs> all right, that's awesome. <laughs> Please, want. Kevin, don't lick my seats. <laughs> Kevin, lick oh, the seat. Lick, lick the, the seat. seat. Oh, whoa, whoa! In the chat, we have Joey <laughs> defending herself, saying the screen isn't small. Nick just has shitty old man eyes. <laughs> damn. Uh, damn. Okay, you know I'll, I'll take that for a big, but those two are mutually exclusive. My shitty old man eyes does not mean the screen wasn't small. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. The two right, things guys. can exist and then in the same universe. On Fridays, after popular demand, we will be doing Studio Ghibli in review. Kev, can you yeah, please bring up the I picture? It, I got it. I'm very excited and about that. Is guy? there any? Like, have you guys seen this picture? I don't. I don't. Uh, no. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it real quick to to well, I, assets. Let me pull it. I can pull it up. I can pull okay, it up. pull it up so that they can see it because it is a true work of art by Cameron Kennedy. This that is, is Portillo awesome. on Cecil, <laughs> Totoro wow. style. That's wow. amazing. That I want that shirt insane. immediately. Yeah, it's a good. That's um, really that cool. And not get sued by Studio Ghibli. No, they're so, out, they're defunct. They went out of business. No, so there is an insane a movie. They're making an insane amount of movies. Guys, we're in international waters. Pandemic we're not. Pandemic we're, in, we're in San Francisco. Uh, Greg, I don't know what you you just said. We're in international waters, and you did something with your hands that I thought you were about to play an imaginary flute. <laughs> Let me see you play the ocarina, Greg. Let me see you play the imaginary ocarina. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be doing the the movies that are written and directed by Miyazaki, um, and that includes a couple movies that aren't technically Studio Ghibli movies. But you know what, guys. We're along for the ride, specifically because Nick really, really, really wants to review Castle of Cagliostro. Is that right, Nick? I, I, correct. I honestly, it was just it was one of those things where Tim, Tim mentioned it to me, and I was like, Theor- theoretically, it's not a Studio Ghibli film, and, and by theoretically, I mean it's absolutely not. But it's one of my favorite anime movies ever made, and I just want to see how you guys react to it. Again, you know, this is a movie that was made in the eighties, I think. So just understand that. But I think Before it has that, so much 79. charm. Was it 79? It has so much charm. And even the art style. There's just moments in this movie that were, for no reason, they just take a second and they just drew an amazing, like, like Horizon. 
or like just this beautiful still of them waiting and it's like what they don't why would they do that it's just because for the pure art of it that's why oh that's every that's every scenic shot it's like this painting took three save it for next week you guys (laughs) save it for next week if you guys want the full rundown of the movies that we're doing you can go to twitter.com slash kind of funny vids right now the information's all there um for the studio ghibli movies uh castle of cagliostro's on netflix all the rest of them are hbo max so you should be able to watch them uh, in, in many plentiful ways. I'm um, so excited about this. The cast for that one will be Andy, Kevin, Nick, me, and Belinda Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, us for theoretically all of them. She has a real job, so she has other things to do too. So she well, might need to miss a couple of them. But real job. this is going to be a fun ride, man. It's like I'm going to work from home for the rest of the day too. By that I mean I'm going to watch Sabrina out on on, on my couch. Great yes, movie. If we start really fucking around and like making up some horrible shit about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, can we get her fired? And then she just does this. No. Well, we just won't pay her enough. That's the problem. Well, that's not my problem. I just mean, can she get through this movie series afterwards? You know what I mean? See it till whatever Princess and the Frog and the Peach come out. You know what I mean? Princess <laughs> and the Frog. The, the crossover we're the all peach. waiting for. James the Giant Peach and Princess and the Frog. <laughs> Does the frog right. eat the peach? Whatever. What happens to the peach? <laughs> let's, get what through, let's get through this one first, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are talking about Star Trek Beyond. It's, it's moments where you think if you don't work for this company, why would you want to work for this company? <laughs> Those moments like that. You know? Released on July 22nd, 2016. Uh, directed by Justin Lin. Best known for his directorial work on Better Luck Tomorrow, The Fast and Furious uh, from The Fast Tokyo Drift all the way to um, Furious 6, and he will be doing Fast 9 and 10. Um, He also did Star Trek Beyond, and he's known for Community and the second season of True Detective. Um, He was directing it because Abrams got Star Wars. He's like, peace out, motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, I'm going to make a Star Wars. And so he did that. Um, They announced that the writer-producer Roberto Orsi was going to be the director. I don't remember this, Nick. Did you know that? I don't remember that. No, I, I do remember him, him, him sort of like there being that kerfuffle. But yeah, I just remember I remember them saying Justin Lin was stepping in. And I'm like, that's such an odd choice for directors for a Star Trek movie. And it's not odd because obviously he knows how to direct car action, uh, having basically taken uh, the Fast and the Furious from, I would say, I think it's probably fair to say a relatively dead franchise and reinvigorating it and then really making it into the franchise that it is today. I think he's kind of the the, the godfather of that or rather mm-hmm. the father of that. But when they said Justin Lin's Star Trek, I was like, he's not necessarily known for the depth of his storytelling. I think he's really fun at telling cool ensemble stories and having some action happen there. But like, I, I was like, I wonder what he, if he's bringing anything unique to Star Trek Beyond. And then the movie came out. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the other oh. thing to keep in mind there is the reason that he didn't direct the other Furious 7 on, uh, and, and 8, I guess, is that uh, it was pressure from the studios for him to do 6 and 7 back to back. And he's like, I can't do that. Like, they wanted to release him year after year. And he's just like, I, so I can't tell people. the story I want to tell there, so I'm not going to do it. And then like, Paul Walker died. And then it delayed yeah. everything. And everything got thrown off. So then he, like, jumped over to Star Trek. And it, like, wasn't necessarily a clean kind of, like, start for him. Because uh, there was a lot of people that were going to direct or, uh, direct Star Trek, including Edgar Wright. Um, and that ended up not happening, obviously. Uh, but in January 2015, after Orsi's departure as director, Simon Pegg and Doug June were hired to rewrite the screenplay, with Pegg saying on the previous draft that Paramount had script for Star Trek that really wasn't working for them because the studio was worried it might have been a little too Star Trek-y. 
Uh, Pig had been asked to make the film more inclusive, stating that the solution was to make a Western or a thriller or a heist movie, then populate that with Star Trek characters so it's more inclusive to an audience that might be a little bit, uh, you know, resistant to all that. And yeah, that all kind of comes together to what this movie is. Yeah. Which this is movie just for like, me okay. is this movie for me is probably out of the three the most like an episode of Star Trek. But that's not and normally I would say that and that would be a high badge of honor, but for me this is like an episode mid-season where they were like we just got to pad out like a two-parter to get to 24 episodes so we can hit syndication. I just every time I watch this movie it's it's just so lackluster for me. And it's so the, the plot of it is just is so generic. And it, it, it smacks of they just needed to get something together to throw it out there. And uh, I just I just it's unfortunate to me because to me, this kind of like like we hit this and I'm like, I don't know that I want any more of this Star Trek after this. I think yep. this is enough. Not to yep. say that it's bad per se. It's just kind of boring. Boring. And that's that's like the worst possible thing. Like I, that's why I want to see the rated R Quentin Tarantino movie because it might not be a Star Trek movie in the in the purest sense, and it might be absolutely apeshit bananas. But it's not going to be boring, that's for sure. Um, but this one just like this one just is just so generic, and it introduces characters that you're like, I don't need this character in this. We've got 15 characters. Why aren't we using them more? I don't know. You know was, how was, in a, you know how in cartoons when there's when a character creates something really uh, artful and then kind of a big company buys it out and makes it like, like, oh, we got to add explosions. And like that, this kind of felt like that. this felt like let's take uh, a Star Trek episode and then add Beastie Boys to it and then add explosions and add crazy. We're falling down the shit. And then and then meanwhile, the character who made it is like, really, I don't really want to add all that stuff. I kind of just like where I had it, you know, <laughs> and like I. I still enjoy the movie. I, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means, but it, um, yeah, it just feels like it, it is missing that magic from the first one that I was really hoping to get back to, unfortunately. Well, no, it's, 100%. It's, that's the, the Enterprise gets ripped apart and explodes, and it takes about five minutes for all of this to happen, and it is boring as shit. What? Like, boring that should have been a moment that was like that impactful was cool, and meaningful, and like, oh my God, they lost this. And it really just kind of felt like, all right, like none of this feels exciting to me. At like all. There, there's a moment in the search for Spock where they have to ditch. I believe I think they have to destroy the Enterprise. They destroy the Enterprise all the time, by the way. At, at this point, I'd be like, stop giving this crew this ship because it's too expensive. But there's a moment I think it was in the search for Spock where it's really impactful because you're like, oh my god, for the first time in a lot, like in forever, they gotta destroy the Enterprise. This is their ship. This is their home. This is like mother. And that happens, and they do. And this one, they're just like, "Oh, well, we're done, and we're not going to see the Starship Enterprise for the rest of this episode." And that's I, fine. I feel like we get a pretty solid moment as it's like there's several people get moments where they're looking at it as it's like destroying. We had that moment where uh, Bones is getting shot out, and you kind of see it like fall down. Another moment later, where like they have to like shoot the thrusters to get it to fly out, and kind of you know. Uh, but the fly moments away. had no weight. There were the moments. There was yeah. many of those moments. It was dragged out over a ridiculous I, amount of see, time. It's, it's so funny because, like, this is how it was widely received, or like the way you guys are talking about it. I feel like how it was is how it was widely received when it came out. But um, I I always have thought this movie is a lot of fun. It's it it feels like an extended uh, episode of the show. Uh, or like you know, like a weird reimagining of of the original series, and I really like that. I think that like that makes it fun. This is 
what I like about Star Trek. Yeah, it's a little bit less like thought heavy as much like the, the, the original series had a lot of cool things that would kind of make you think about it and be like, oh, yeah, that that is an interesting little thing they're trying to like um, bring to our attention. And this one is more like action. But I thought the action was fun. And like, I don't know. I enjoy this. What? Yeah, and, I mean, and I, I like I, I the, can... the the what they're what's going on with the the narrative of like, hey, before the Federation existed, we were a war like uh, world. We had know? Marines. We yeah. we had we had war. Yeah, and yeah. and th- when they had to transition over, some of them couldn't. You know, no, that, that's cool. But that doesn't. But to me, that was like that's Back an interesting on. concept and totally yeah. half baked. Like we get to that, and you're like, wait, what is his motivations? Why is this guy has he spent two hundred years? planning how to get back at the federation when he got lost in a fucking nebula that no one knows how to traverse and i get that he's gone insane but also does he have ships did we discover ships and can those ships not get him out of the nebula and all of his people out of the nebula it like i don't understand like what the it, fuck it, is going on there was a throwaway line where they talk about it being a black hole that probably spit them there or a wormhole that spit them there right but um, he knows how to get out of it now and so the answer becomes now does, he's looking for wait, some wait, i'm sorry it's I, all I don't, so generic i don't think he does know how to get out of it i think the federation ships have gotten closer to where that area is but like he Not sends that wormhole. person but he sends that the 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 alien that they find he sends her out to get the enterprise to come in to give well, him the weapon that he can then take out to yeah, destroy the yorktown yeah right? Yorktown. so what so I, she knows how to get out of the nebula what I think happened somehow, is right. Yorktown put a base super far out and they somehow figured out like, oh, they're close to us now and they have been spying on them. It's just it's very it's, it, it, but, it does one of the things that I like least in a series where the motivation of the bad guy is just that he's insane and he wants to be a bad guy. And he has a hard time reconciling whatever happened in his past. But I just feel like they, they underutilize Idris Elba and 100 percent. And then not only that, but let's put it this way. The whole theme of the movie at the beginning of it is that Chris Pine is bored and he's like, you know, I thought space would be a lot more fun than this, but it's kind of boring. And so now I'm going to go over to this boring base where 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 all these boring people are, and I'm going to just be the vice at a boring ass position here. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. So the rest of the movie is going to be super exciting, and it's not really. It's they just I, I disagree with the action where the best that Justin Lin could think to do in a Star Trek movie was put Chris Pine on a dirt bike and then have him drive around as these really poorly animated CG characters just sort of haphazardly shoot at them. And by the way, we see like five bad guys the entire time and then we're expected to think that are they all is it a droid it's a droid army right like a drone army like there's only three bad guys really in this i'm so confused by the scope of of this this uh, idris elba's characters uh, or edison's like what is his team what does this consist of and also the other thing i don't like about this movie is it's based on pure coincidence that they randomly at the very beginning of this had this thing that was half a weapon that this other guy had and then they end up at like they end up in a kilometer of, or a, a sector of space where this guy's like, oh, finally, my plan, my grand plan of 200 years can come to fruition because this thing just randomly one in a billion chance happened to fucking fall in the hands of the Yorktown of the Enterprise. And I've been spying on these things. It's just it's poor writing. It's the so Yorktown. Funny. A little fact for you, Nick, uh, was the original name of the starship in the original uh, early scripts for Star Trek, the original series before it was changed to the Enterprise. That's cool. Hmm. 
Yeah. Also, Antichrist sounds way cooler. I don't have many other interesting cooler. packs for this one. I thought there was going to be a lot more like cool stuff involving the Franklin and all that shit. Because like when we see like the old style ship, I was like, yeah, that's a pretty cool. cool thing. Like I appreciate that this trilogy kind of like makes me give a shit about things that I don't care about, and this one continued to do it. But it does feel like it's kind of just scraping the bottom of the barrel, where it's like, well, not- okay, here's an old thing. It's like I don't well, know what the old thing is, but it's not old. only. Dude, not only is it scraping the bottom of the barrel, it's repeating itself. Remember that scene? Uh, Grant said, you can like the scene. I disliked the scene. One of my, my least favorite scenes in the 2009 Star Trek was the sabotage scene, where we have this kid who I just I thought was forecasting do this unbelievably extra moment where he's like, I'm James Tiberius Kirk. And the guy's like, dude, I just want your fucking first name. Like, relax, kid, and get off the fucking – get off the sugar cereal, okay? But they're like, you know it would be really cool if we used sabotage again. And it's only been two movies, so it'll be a cool throwback. How many times are we going to use it? Let's use it twice. Fuck it. Why not? How many times can we play Sabotage in this before we go, we're out of ideas. Let's stop making Star Trek movies. Well, that's I, mean, the I like that scene. I enjoyed it. Like, I just, And like the, that moment where it kicks on, you're like, oh. It just doesn't play, play it for twice, me. Nick. I've never understood it in the first one. I didn't understand it with this one in the 90s, I mean, the, the rap beforehand, the rap song before it. I'm just like, who's from two, who's, who's walking around right now listening to 200-year-old music all the time? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying, but then Classical like coincidence, music, you're going to hear fucking, yeah, I know. I, I said it doesn't happen all the time. But like right now, Kevin, how many people are fucking, you're dealing with, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just that, again, this exact same song comes up at this exact same moment, and Kirk makes like the wink at the camera of like, it's a good song or whatever. It's like, all right. That's, yeah. This is, for me personally, this is the, epitome of when people are like oh greg why aren't you on every in review i'm like because i just don't like movies and like i watch this movie and i'm just like oh is this over and i pause it go to the bathroom I'm like oh there's still an hour left of this like i loved the first star trek i don't know what happened i can't i'm not a science movie guy i can't tell you where it went wrong what happened what, what equation was working in the first one that did not work in the next two but i had never seen this before it's my first time getting out to see it Oof. I had heard nothing about it. Like, I remember the trailers running forever and them doing the spin as they fall and get warped in thing. And then Bones with the, like, great, when he gets left by Spock or whatever. I had seen that trailer a gajillion times. I don't know what we were seeing in theater so much. Never got around to see it. Don't remember any of the criticism of it. And so, like, when I started up, I was like, all right, cool. Like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, now they're all fresh in my mind. And it's just like, ugh. Like, what is going? And it's like, yeah, the bad guy motivation doesn't. I was just like, why is he doing this? What is he doing? Who are these people? And then it's like, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, Kirk's just like, as Nick said, bored. And I'm like, that's always the, such a dangerous thing to play with in anybody's uh, motivation as a main character in a film or comic or anything of like, if you're bored, like I, I was, or if you're lost, if you're at drift and it's not like a compelling story, why would I care? I always go back to Beyond Two Souls where I stopped playing that game before they ever put out the, the thing where the timeline was in the right order, but where somebody asks Ellen Page like five or six hours into the game of this narrative game. Like, why are you doing this? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. If the main God. character doesn't know why the fuck we're here, why am I here? <laughs> and it's the same thing here where it's like, oh, that's a rough one. And I would rather see them play more with Spock's motivations, right? Of like, all right, cool. He's going through this thing with Gamora. He, you know, he's now starting to feel this thing that he has to go back and be a Vulcan and, you know, populate the race. And like, okay, that's all more interesting than fucking Kirk. Oh, man. I'm one year older than he ever was. It's like, all right, daddy's boy. Like, fucking, know, you know, your Fox story sucked to me. And like, I know, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it was good. I would have rather seen that explored. I don't think it's well done in this movie. Yeah. It's just yeah. weird because I, I usually like the idea of, especially we have an established group of people that we we now all kind of love in different ways. And it's like, even if we didn't all love the second one, we liked the characters. And the idea of taking this group and now splitting them up into odd groups and like pairings that you wouldn't expect, like Guardians 2 did. It's like, that's that's kind of fun and that's cool. But then this movie just doesn't do anything fun yeah. and cool with them. 
And it's like, like the idea of Doc and Spock together should be cool. I thought right? that was cool. I did enjoy their conversations together, and I did enjoy that moment of like when they thought they were going to die, and they actually started. And Doc, and, uh, Doc and I got me saying that Bones is like, "I don't worry, Spock. I understand and I know." And I, I was like, "Oh, that's a sweet moment," and I did like that. That, but yeah. it's like, all right, then you, you know, didn't just, think that but, the him getting teleported away was like a funny moment. I know that we'd seen. I it do. In the I do think it was funny. Okay. No, yeah, the, 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 the movie had good moments, and again, totally. Kevin, to back up your point, I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think I it's just a bad think, movie either. I think the issue is J.J. Abrams makes really, really, really fun to watch action movies that are paper thin when you start really in analyzing them. But his directing style and the way he works with actors and the way they have a chemistry together is just, especially on the first view, is always like, oh, this is fun. Like this is what the Star Trek movie should be. And then this one starts, and it just kind of drags. And then. Nothing, especially like there's no real pop out moments, and the ones that I can think of, like with them getting beamed, were done better in the first two. Mm-hmm. Like, and so anything that happens here is just sort of like it's like Justin Lin saw the other two briefly, and then immediately went into directing this one. And was like, I guess we'll just sort of do what I remember that JJ kind of did. It doesn't really do anything new, and it doesn't put these characters in any moral dilemmas that I really give a shit about. And it's sad because if you go back, like a movie that stands out in my brain of like man, this franchise should be done. But then they hit me with, there's a movie called Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. And you guys probably aren't aren't really familiar with this, but this is the end of the original cast. They're all like, fuck, we got one more left in us. We're old. We, we're tired. At this point, there's only so much red fabric they can get for Scotty. To, you know what I mean? To wrap it. And like everyone. Oh, fat jokes, huh, Nick? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. But like everyone, everyone was getting a little long. On behalf of all fat people, way. fuck you. <laughs> Let's fight them. Come on, Kevin. Um, but like, but everyone was getting old, right? And everyone was getting, they were, they, they lost this step for sure. But the story in that is so good. And the chemistry of these people who have been acting with each other for so long, it's the director just got out of their way and said, let's just tell a really cool story of the fall of the Klingon Empire and like the, all the, politics that have to go behind that and then let's take our characters and put them right in the middle of this moral dilemma right you have captain kirk whose spoiler his son was killed by klingons and he has to go broker the deal for peace between the klingon empire and the and the federation it is such a cool place to put your main character um and 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 that's what they could be doing with these things but they just don't they just don't they keep missing the mark yeah well even with that for me it's like you know looking at justin lynn with the fast and furious it's like when you break down Fast and Furious of what makes it special, one of the key elements is the characters interacting. Another key element is the big set pieces. And I think when you look at Star Trek and you're like, what are the key elements that make us enjoy the first two movies? And like to me, the opening set piece being this like almost standalone mini movie is one of those moments. The first one having uh, the death of Chris Hemsworth, the mm-hmm. second one having the, 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 the Red Planet thing. This movie starts off with like, a kind of funny joke of the playing with scale of like, you think these guys are big, but then they end up being small. And then it's just, here's the title screen. It's just like, Oh, well that just felt like you ran out of ideas, you know? Well, no, the first, the first, it's bad. The first, the the first scene of this movie, I'm like, this should not be the first scene of a star Trek movie. This is the first scene of, it would be fine if this was like Discovery and we saw this in Discovery because it looks like a TV show. That's a CBS all access show, but like, it's played for humor and it looks like they're CG characters and it kind of feels I'm like, wait, are we in a, a fucking space jam right now? What is what I, is I thought that was I thought that was funny. And then at the end where they have the and he's like, Oh, Kevin, you're not hey, wearing Kevin, pants, huh? You're still not wearing pants. That yeah, I, I thought I, that, I thought that was funny. 
So it had a budget of $185 million, box office of $343.5 million, runtime of two hours and two minutes, and at the 89th Academy Awards, the film was nominated for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. And Suicide Squad won instead. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> like, that's absurd. <laughs> Let's get to the plot. Idris Elba looked cool in this movie. Yeah. A... I'd but say Oscar-winning cool. You but also, like, cool? Idris Elba looks cooler than <laughs> than anything else in without with or without makeup, you know? Just his face does, you know? <sighs> well, Someone got paid off, off, right? Like, a whole bunch of people must have gotten paid off for that. Like, a whole bunch. Andy? Oh, no, it's not even worth it. <laughs> uh, this movie starts and it's fucking Kirk talking to some guys and they look really big and they're all like, blah, blah. And he's brought in Kirk's like, I brought you this thing and it's a fucking thing and it's going to be a thing and it's a cool peace offering. And they're like, I don't trust the peace offering. And Kirk's like, nah, but for real, it's just in the end. I, I like the scene. I think this is funny. Again, and so they're back and forth, back and forth. And Kirk's like, what? No. And it, it reminds me of the times you try to talk to Kevin. And we're like, no, what? No, that's not what it, don't interpret it that way. And then the guy keeps getting madder, madder. And then he hops down and then it turns out he was small. He wasn't big, Kevin. Surprise! <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and so they all start attacking, and Kirk's running around, and he's like, "Yeah, bring, beam me back, beam me back." And Scotty's all like, "Well, of course I can't, because this is how it always works, and I'm working on it." But there's interference and shit, so they're fucking biting him, and he's kicking him around and stuff. And it really does remind me of like our old Game Over Greggy show topic of how many toddlers could you beat up, because that's what's happening here. You know what I mean? But he's they've got, got little... like full-grown muscles, though. You know what I mean? Sure, like, no, no, toddlers, I know. They're not gonna have the what is this one called? You know, coordination, hand eye coordination. Yeah. That's a drunk test. Yeah. Yeah. They don't got it. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and no, they, they don't have it. Yeah. So they're all, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. And there he's running around. And finally, they beam him out. And like two of those little guys beam back with him. And he's like, oh, I need a new shirt. And he gives the he's like, stop. Well, he doesn't even say it. They, they just know to stop. Try to stop these little uh, doomsday looking guys. And so he gives the thing to Spock and Spock's like, how to go? And he's like, not well. Here's the fucking thing back. Put it in the catalog. Yada, yada, yada. And then uh, he then he goes up and he hits his little thing. And he's like, start date two two four seven nine one twelve seventy two to the ninth power uh, Momo squared or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, listen, man, fucking this is shit. <laughs> I'm out here. It's been three years in space. Three. We're all coming up on three years of our five year mission. And fucking people are fucking. That's cool. We get to see some people fucking. Like we, they're like exchanging looks and stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, hormones on the ship and shit. And then Run me a comes- xenon, Andy. Zetas Lapidus, man. Exactly. Xenon, girl of the 21st century. Yeah. Zetus like Xena, the warrior princess? Like the, the, the way of saying cool, right? Lucy yeah. Ball? Xena's Lapidus. The Pita? Uh-huh. You oh, got geez. it. And so they, and then it's like, but sometimes it goes bad. And it's a guy getting thrown out without a shirt on. It's like, oh, no, sometimes you, ber- you break up in space. That and was like, Anton, wasn't it? I, and I, that's I, what I thought, too, right? Yeah. I don't think like, it was. See, they give up. Like they try, a to, for a they try to do like, a lot of oh, characterization here. They try to do a lot of characterization for Chekhov. If you notice, yeah, he's shirtless here and he gets thrown out. And then uh, he wants to go to the bar. And then he had drink. He had better bourbon in or whatever in his in his thing. A lot of characterization of here of him being a, a man who likes booze and women. Well, uh, they, uh, the 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 scene where they steal his alcohol was yeah. put in there as a like a because Tribute. he passed away. So like a memorial oh, yeah. scene, yeah. I was wondering about that, Timmy Tam. Do you know, like, yeah, what? So when he did died, he die? He in died a month before. 
before this came out. But they had finished filming, right? Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. A month before release, he died. So wait, and it was so like then, a horrible death where yeah. like he got trapped between his car and, a, and, and the garage the where it was like left in a neutral or whatever and it rolled down and just squished him. That's really yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, so wait, so the scene is then they went and filmed it with a month left to honor him? Yeah, that's what so. I had read somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Anyways, though, but Captain's log, and he's all like, yeah, "Everything sucks, and people are fucking. Some people aren't fucking no more." But I'm out here, and we're just hurtling into space, and the days all blend together. And I thought this would be more exciting than it is, and I'm getting bored, bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Mm-hmm. And so he's That's like, great. "You know, Thank no you problem." TikTok that. kids, more where my TikTok kids at. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Nick. Real quick, can you show everybody your newfound impression of Albert Einstein? Oh, would you guys like to see Albert Einstein? Because he's in the room. Ready? Sure. No. <laughs> I made air. I invented air. <laughs> Thank you. Well, first of all, no, he didn't. But second of all, I'm just trying to get out. I just covered H2O. Kevin Thomas is trying to leave. Uh, he Kevin, likes sitting in the window. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like, all right, cool. That's what's happening. Every and day so... at Kevin's house, it's the great escape. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see Thomas and Paula trying to get out the one window. <laughs> 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 and so uh yeah he's uh, you know space kind of sucks or whatever and it's not what he was and he's he wants to be a you know a first officer i don't know if he says that here but who fucking cares or the vice chancellor of the federation or some shit i don't know and so eventually he starts just drinking himself stupid and uh bones shows up and he's like hey man i know you don't want to celebrate your birthday but i'm still here to celebrate your birthday what are you drinking he's like this gasoline from another planet and he's like jesus it'll make you blind i'm bones i'm a doctor god damn it jim and so Instead, he's like, yeah, I stole this from Chekhov's locker. It's another kind of drink we'll drink instead. And so they pour that and they pour one. They pour one for his father, right? But it's is that supposed to be then Anton's drink? Is that the symbolism here? Okay. Uh, because, yeah, uh, you know, he I'm one year older, one year older than he was talking about his dad, of course, Thor, who died, you know, with the, the Kelvin ship exploding in the first one. It would kind and, of fuck you up, though, if your birthday was also the day your dad died. That would be. There's a lot to think about. That would yeah. suck. Is every time you celebrated your birthday, you were also celebrating the death of your father. Yeah, but also, be, you, you, didn't, you, you didn't know. You weren't alive to remember. No, you know? but yeah, but but, but like, that reminds you that was the day your dad died. Was the day yeah. you were born. Yeah, but like, what if his dad sucked? Right? Like, we know he didn't. he died to save everyone. Andy, yeah. his dad was Thor. It's Here's awesome. what I'll I'll put a, I'll put this out there just as a counterpoint. You know, yeah. just a counterpoint of like I don't mind that because it's just if everything could happen on similar days, it'd make it easier for me to remember things. You know what I mean? I don't, and because I hate it when it's like, oh, this thing happened on May fifteenth, and this other thing happened on May twenty first. I'm like, that's yeah. Can we pick one like, day? Can we Greg, get that? like yeah. if your mom's birthday was always on Mother's Day or something? Well, yeah, or if Mother's Day was always on the same day, I never know when that fucking thing is. You yeah, know what my, I mean? my dad's birthday is actually really close to Father's Day, and so I just send him one card in the middle and hope that I got somewhere close to it. <laughs> yeah. Scattershot approach. Yeah, but it's like October twenty sixth, September eleventh, and that's not fun for him. You remember October twenty sixth, of course, two thousand. PlayStation 2 released in America. Then, October 26, 2001, uh, Mizzou beat, I, I think it was, was it Kansas, and we rushed the field and tore down the goalposts. I remember that because that was another good weekend. Then, the 3rd, October 26, on tw- wait a 2002, minute, wait a something wait, else You guys happened. tore down the goalposts to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what you do. It's a thing in college football. You know what Is I mean? it really? Yeah. It's a big oh. thing in college football. They have, now, they have, now they have collapsible goalposts where you like just pull a string and they fall down so people don't get up there and tear them down. 
Because let me tell you, a lot of property damage. <laughs> a lot of property damage. Dragging <laughs> goalposts through city streets. Man, lots of cars getting fucked up. People getting fucked up. And then you get there. Like to- you get there to Harpo's and you just everybody's got to wait for somebody to go buy hacksaws and then you're, you're fucking drunk kids out there hacksawing a thing in the middle of the street. It's it's bad news bears. I like to believe that all of Greg's uh, 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 things, the party time at Mizzou is just like Will Ferrell running through the streets naked sure. and old school where yeah. he thinks everyone else is with him. <laughs> the, what actually happened and it's Greg dragging this thing like it's this fucking Jesus Christ cross <laughs> the streets. If you if there's they made a poster of that and you can find me in the poster of us tearing down the goalposts. All right. Now I'm not tearing down the goalposts. Nice try, Columbia PD. Come for me now. Statue of limitations <laughs> is up. I'll have you know. All right. Anyways, where were we in this boring ass movie? Oh, the, the Come oh, on. oh daddy died on my birthday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus Anyways. Rick. So he's fucking there and he's crying me a fucking river today. Fuck it. He's out there. He's just, uh, uh, and then fucking the radio goes off. It's like, beep, boop, beep, beep. We need you on the bridge, Captain. He's like, I'm fucking coming. They just waste all this drink they just poured. You know what I mean? And first off, too, what a fucking terrible way to honor Chekhov. I broke into his locker and stole his nice liquor that we're now not even enjoying. You know what I mean? I'm looking into it. It looks like maybe it's a reference to the start of Wrath of Khan, but I don't know. I heard somewhere that's what it is. Maybe it's wrong. I saw some. Is the movie dedicated? That, yeah. I didn't even see a thing at the end. Yeah, yeah which, for yeah. Anton. Oh, was it? Oh. It was dedicated uh, to two people: Leonard Nimoy, Leonard and, Nimoy Anton. Yeah. and Anton. Uh, Did it say his full name, or is it possible they were citing Anton from Idle Hands? It is possible <laughs> they were doing that. Actually, <laughs> we could call if we could call uh, Tim. Do you have Justin's number? Can we call Justin Lynn real quick? And I, unfortunately, I thought you were going to say Devin Sawa, <laughs> someone who you know we have the number. But Devin Sawa wouldn't know. Devin Sawa might not watch the movie. You don't know. You know what I mean? He might not. All right. So anyways, though, back to this. So they go to the bridge and they're approaching Yorktown. It's this uh, thing, right? And they're like, all right, cool. We got to land at Yorktown or whatever. Looks like the Citadel, Greg. It's cool. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it, Yorktown looks cool. Yeah. Yorktown looks cool as shit. And so we're back into but some. Sorry. If you lived in Yorktown, would you be like, this is fucking breaking my brain every time I look out sure. the window. Who designed this space station to be a mangled mess of Inception-like city that's folding in on itself? But and it, why would you do that? Doesn't it look like Deep Space Nine kind of? I don't remember what Deep Space Nine is configured. No, I don't think so. I think Deep Nick, Space Nine was Nick, just Nick, I think you're out. absolutely insane. It's the coolest rings. thing ever. It's cool. Yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't built on the inside of a globe, looking in at itself. Like that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you build uh, like the actual core of it and then build it on the outside like a normal planet? Snow globe. Well, because the core is protecting them, right? Or the the globe part is protecting. But the whole city was built like the way it's built. It's like a, you could look out a window and see like the top of a building like this. Yeah, it's just it was a weird configuration. I think it would just be like this is super confusing for me. Because if you know that you can create gravity in whatever way you want, you do it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You use that to your advantage. You have the power. Oh yeah, you're right. Deep Space Nine looked different, but not that different. I think it looks pretty different. So, yeah, it's more Kirk VO or whatever as they're landing and everybody's deplaning or whatever. And they're like, Yorktown. They're stopping here for supplies, of course, because they're still out in this five-year journey just fucking driving. You know what I mean? So and this is, the, this is the scientific mission they're on. Me and Poe had a very scientific mission, too, where we wanted to see where North Avenue ended when we were growing up. We thought about just driving on North Avenue. And we're just going streaking! <laughs> just driving on North Avenue and figuring out where that fucking ends. You know what I mean? Okay, think, cool. That's you your mission. They, Great. They peaked at like they they flew out into like undiscovered space and then flew back into like their well, known area to get to the That's a really great town. question to me. Because the whole point of the 5-year mission was to go to boldly go where no one's ever gone before. So did they shoot past it and then come back or like and this is the other question I have is like 
So it's taken them three years to get out to this deep space where they where no one's ever been, and they're like, and then but we but there's a space station out there. It's that a really taken, really good point. Well, no, no, they mean, like, they like, must have been in and then back out. I mean, they had to have right, like they had to have gone yeah. way farther, and then this was them coming back to like just to a little bit, get some stuff. Little bit stuff. Like, little can't, bit they, can't they just warp instantaneously, pretty much anywhere? No, no it's warp it is, a, is a measure of like light speed, so it still takes time. Like even at warp ten, you're doing you, the, the way time. it. We do get a really cool shot of it traveling in warp warp speed from the outside perspective, where you actually see like this bubble, the space bending around. It. Yeah, 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 where yeah, where it's cool. like the idea is that's time bending in front of it. Yeah, it's fucking rad. rad. Um, but w- one of the things that I thought I don't I don't think they ever really touch on in this series, but they do in um, in the original Star Trek movies with with uh, William Shatner and the gang um, is that they don't have a replicator in this, and so they have to like they don't Wait, they have don't? the ability. No, I don't I don't think they do. And chat, correct me if I'm Wasn't wrong, but I think that technology. What's a replicator? A it replicator makes more stuff. That didn't come into play, I think, as a piece of technology until the next generation. Until the next generation. Yeah. And so they always make. Like there is still this concept that that potentially they have to like restock some of the supplies of like, and that's why they always get like, oh, we got Romulan ale and stuff like that because they snuck it aboard the ship and all that shit. Wasn't there a scene where where um, Scotty is standing in front of a a replicator, like fixing it or something? I mean, it's possible, but I, I, and again, I could be wrong on 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 in this the Kelvin time. Replicators like cheating technology. Nah, I just I remember in, in I'm out. the original yeah. in the Star Trek mm-hmm. movies, they had like a galley where people like were making food and like had had stores, dry stores, and stuff like what that. I, what I got to assume is that they wanted to go back to uh, to Civil Yorktown Asia. because they, you know, this place has been being built, and they were out on this three year journey. And they're like, oh, Yorktown just got finished. You want to go check it out? Like it was one of those things that they were aware that was always being built. Like yeah, let's take a little let's let's swing back and just like go check it out. Yeah, exactly, Greg. Like sure. Bucky's in Texas. Yeah, exactly. I like Mall of America. <laughs> you know, the little theme park inside is fun. Yeah, they got a roller coaster. Yeah, bought some XFL merchandise there long after the XFL <laughs> was defunct. I want you to know. And they were the guy <laughs> was so excited. He, the guy was so excited. Yeah, but we didn't know that back in the day. He was so excited when we came in and got excited. <laughs> he went in the back and brought out other shit for us to buy. But it was all like Orlando, whoever the hell they were. We didn't want that crap. Uh, I digress. So, yeah, they pull into dock here and people start getting off. And uh, Sulu's reunited with his husband and daughter. Um, Spock and Gamora come off. And Gamora is like, oh, I guess this already happened. Uh, it was in the elevator on the ship or whatever at some point where she's like, do you want Gamora. the thing back? <laughs> uh, like, you know, signifying that they broke up or whatever. And he's like, no, you should keep it. Like in Vulcan, yeah. we, don't get, we, don't, we don't give stuff back. We don't give – we don't take back gifts. You know, there's no backsies. You, we gave it to you. It's over. It's here. Yeah, well said. And uh, then, so he's coming off, and she says something or blows past him or whatever. And then Bones keeps notice of it, like, oh, and he, he does like a look at her or whatever. This is like a multiple stage thing, so I'm just putting it there. Uh, and then, like, yeah, Kirk's still talking about how everything fucking sucks. And then Spock gets grabbed by some Vulcans. They're like, hey, can you come talk to us for a second? And then he's like, sure. And so they take him off to the side, and then you know they come back to the scene. But I'm just telling you right now, it's that old Spock is dead. Ambassador wait, Spock wait is minute, dead. Wait he's, a minute, you know, he's got what I a little thing because he's dead. He says the reason they broke up was because he was going to go back. Oh, wait, maybe I guess that maybe that didn't have anything to do with the fact that old Spock is dead. Because I thought that was the motivating factor that was like, I have to leave this. So he had already decided he was. Yeah, the motivating factor was that there's so few of them left that he thinks he should go back and like be a Vulcan and reproduce and make more Vulcans. Yeah, but I, I thought he came to the decision after Spock had died. But it seems I, like I got that impression as well. Guys. But he broke up with her before he found out Spock had died. 
Yeah, because yeah, as he gets off the ship, they've already broken up, and then they right. go, "Hey, Mister Spock, let me can we haul out you yeah. for a second? And he then they did. tell him that Leonard. Yeah, but do you see Kevin's point then, Nick? With that, he decided he made that choice before Spock died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that yeah. Okay. Hey, Mister Spock, what you What's gonna up? do? What you gonna do? <laughs> it's weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they decided to have them break up off screen because I think that would have been a really cool moment for like a character moment for them to be like him like i think i think kevin's right it should have been the opposite if that's the point you're trying to make where he yeah. realizes that spock's dead he goes oh shit i have to go do that because right. the whole point of spock in the first place was like you don't have to go do that i'm here right yeah i can be the spock that needs to lead the vulcans into the next generation yeah. you get to go have fun with captain kirk and do you uh, think that spock and, fucked a lot oh Leonard yeah, spock? Spock? Mm-hmm. yeah i don't think to. i don't think he did i don't think he did i think this new spock he, definitely does but i think the old spock was like i've lived for 400 years I'm just looking forward to a couple. Let's of keep the Vulcan going. Yeah, he was. He, he had to be like a stud like out there. He's got to be. He's like the turtle that they just retired. Because you, you heard about that For turtle. That, yeah, like, yeah. I did hear about that turtle. I did hear. Yeah, about that turtle saved hella, like that just species. Retired. Yeah. Yeah. He's done fucking for now. You so imagine, that's you what happens there. Kids. I think this is. I think Kirk goes to meet the chancellor. Chancellor, not the vice chancellor that he wants to be, because there's a vote of no confidence in the chancellor. If the fucking ET was there, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> they had a whole fucking little thing. ET's yeah. a little hot tub full of ETs there. <laughs> Anyways, though, and he's like, "Yeah, it's not. I don't want to be in space. I put an application to come aboard here and just fucking chill in Yorktown and be with you." And she's like, "All right, whatever. We'll talk about it when you get back." or whatever and he's like cool that's what i want to talk about too and so then they get on an elevator and it's uh spock and kirk and they both have it like well you, oh, they try to talk to each other because they both want to say they're leaving the other but they can't get it out because it's just like you know it's not a good time right now because they're going up to fucking uh vice chancellor hq uh, uh yorktown base here right the peppermint patty as i call it and they're on the deck of the peppermint patty and they're going? Out. i'm going to the peppermint patty <laughs> okay Okay, because York, you got it. You see where I'm at with York, this one. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, God I thought damn, you were man. I'm telling you, Simon Pegg and Justin Lin. Just let me in the writers' room. Let me just, you know, I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna toss some spice in there. You want to dial it back? You can. But I'm saying right now, you know what I mean? Uh, Greg, I don't, think we should call, I don't think we should call the space station the Peppermint Patty. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's gonna get that. Uh, you got you understand? Because take... one time in Missoula, it stole a goalpost. Right <laughs> you won't take my head. advice, Mister Lin, huh? But you let this fucking guy in here. This guy from Heroes. Parkman, he's going to be in this thing again, huh? Uh, That's what we're going to do. I'm Greg Gumberg. I'm Greg Grogman. Which is weird. (laughs) That's a JJ thing, right? Yeah, Yeah. but he was in it, you know, um, continuity. Good luck charm. He might, well, he might have been cast before (laughs) JJ left the project, and he was like, "Just keep him there, man. Otherwise, we'll lose him." I'm it's Greg Grunberg. Greg, Greg Grunman. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Nick says it wrong. I feel so bad for making fun of this guy because he seems like he's such a salt of the earth human being. And he always so there, there. there. He's just like, please don't hurt us. They're there mm. and uh, they get a call for help or is, this, is the woman there? There's an alien there that doesn't speak their language no, no, no. and eventually they get a the translator starts help, working. Right? right, yeah. And she's and like, hey, you, know you gotta they come They get a call me. from help and then it cuts to her getting interviewed with a weird translator on her neck. It's cool. Which yeah, is this working now cool. or is this working? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. By the way, just to, sorry, just to dial it back for a second. I just feel like one of the at the core of this of this movie was supposed to be the friendship between Spock and Kirk, and I just feel like they just did not. That doesn't come through for me, unfortunately. And like, just like I, last and it's yeah, it's just one of those things where like you watch the old. Um, you watch the old series and you see that chemistry that Kirk and Spock have and that, that antagonism they have as brothers would have if you guys worked next to each other. And that really comes through. In this, it just feels like we're telling the audience we're friends. 
And that's the best we can do because we don't have that much of a history with seeing these people go on adventures together and seeing them potentially like have to sacrifice something or go against each other or butt heads or learn from each other. Instead, we've just got we're best friends, I guess. Sure. Cool. You know, I don't know. Sorry. Why not? Oh, continue. Thank you. Uh, so they're like, yeah. yeah, all right, these people need help. And Kirk's like, good. I'm just th- every day I sit there and I think about just jumping out, just jumping, jumping <laughs> off the peppermint patty. <laughs> so this is great. Let's go save these folks or whatever. Let's go help these. So immediately they've been in dock all of 20 minutes. And he's like, yo, Sulu, fucking stop talking to your family. Uh, check off sober up real quick because I know you were taking that girl to the bar or whatever. Everybody back on the ship because I'm fucking bored. <laughs> right? I'm bored. <laughs> Jesus, what are we talking about? Did we watch the same movie? Yeah, he was bored. It's how he got everybody runs. <laughs> someone in the chat was like, I wonder I if the insane to... laughter would have made it into the script if Greg was in the writer's room. Someone... Writer's... <laughs> I love it, man. Just animate this section because it's gone bored. Everybody's running back to the ship. Sulu's fucking tosses his daughter like a football. I gotta go. Captain's bored, everybody. Been in space spiral. for three years. Spiral. Oh my I God. just imagine Kirk going, I'm bored. <laughs> 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 yeah, they get in the fucking ship and they're like, all right, cool. I'll fucking hit it, punch it, chewy. And he's like, <laughs> should they go? And they're fucking going to a nebula because that, you know, we've heard about nebulas before. They're space. And he gets there or whatever. And they come out of this, and like, all right, we're here. Um, someone call for help, right? And I, uh, and there's, I forget if they beam her aboard or whatever because the translator lady, is she on yet? Is she in the room yet, Kevin? I don't remember. Uh, she's I think around. at that point, yeah, they had her in the room. She's in the fucking she's, thing. She's great. talking That's some great. weird language and the machine is like, bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah, yeah, they be, they fucking whoop whoop. They warp Which it right into the, the thing. What? It's funny because she, she spoke English the whole time. Totally. Yeah. We, she's I'm just realizing, realizing now they made that language up. The three of those guys. Huh. Right. And so, like, all of a sudden, this other ship comes, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And they're like, "Hail it!" And like, "Bloop, hello, are you nice?" And like, no response. Like, that's a bad sign. <laughs> and he's like, "Sulu, a fucking enhancer, check off, or whoever. I don't even cool, know. Whoever big, uses the fucking screen, ship. enhance it." And they're like, "Bloop," and they go in there, and it's just a bunch of arrowheads. And they're like, "Oh no, red alert! I'm bored." And they fuck, woo, woo, and it's red alert and things. And then just shields to maximum potential. <laughs> This is, this, is one of those, this is one of those moments where I'm like, what? This is this is a what does do the stormtroopers armor really do? This is a moment for me where I'm like, what do shields really do? Do they sure. really only protect from energy blasts? In which case, why so. would anyone use energy weapons in this universe? But why not just to... straight up shoot bullets through the hole of these fucking things? And like, I mean, uh, they, these were special. They said they were special. Andy, your but mic they, is the not shield hot. had no effect. The field had this, yeah. The shield had no effect on these things, so they well, were just I mean, coming in. This is just a spaceship physically shooting itself, right? That's what they did. But, but yeah, well, it was, it was a bunch shield. of little ships looking like one big ship, right? But the the, what I didn't understand is that really it cool. can repel a blast. So if it can, if if a, a photon torpedo hits your shield and explodes, you're going to tell me that a ship can cut through with more than that blast? That doesn't make any sense. Like more, like you know what I mean. These things just cut through. Why? Because they're sharp. Why have shields at all then? I'd be like, did we, did we Why, put the shield I just on? Don't Are think, we sure I don't we put think, the shield on? I don't think that enemies have like physical projectiles anymore that, that are hitting, right? They're just... But you like, would think that... This is what I'm saying. Do. Is like, a photon torpedo think... not energy being blasted no, but at them? In the no, last movie, actual, they put people in torpedoes. Thing. We, and those are yeah. physical. Photon torpedoes are actual. Right. Like when you watch them load them, they're actual canisters that they load in. Granted, they shoot out That's and they look... like a battery pack? 
I mean, it's a it's a rocket. It's basically a torpedo. My, they were supposed my, to be like like ships back and forth torpedoes, and then the my, they have laser blasters as well. My interpretation lasers. on it was that it was just like the shields can repel every known kind of metal or whatever, and these ships are just some kind of something off the periodical table or some shit. I don't know, and that's not that's just me filling in gaps or whatever. But it's, it's like possible, I don't understand it, how fucking laser shields work to begin with. So it's like, just I like one of those these. things where like you've got people, you've got scientists that have figured out how to get people through interdimensional space and like bend time. And they're like, we also have this cool technology where if someone shoots a fucking small nuclear missile at you, it'll repel it and not destroy the ship. But we haven't figured out how to protect the hull of the ship against knives. It's just like Batman's armor. where It's like, it can take a shot, but it can't take a knife. No, I don't understand that. that Batman's that armor makes total sense. Cause like they're tile pieces essentially. So where, where you need it to bend there's space of fabric, yeah. like chainmail, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. Okay, well, we're not gonna get to talk about Batman's armor. I've got I've gone too far off the track. I'm sorry if everyone in the chat's talking about stormtrooper armor and how useless that shit is for movement. Anyway, fucking useless. Julio Cadora says it's this Tim's birthday, so they're not even fucking paying attention to the show. Period. Like <laughs> no, you can say whatever yeah. you want right now. You know? At one point, someone in the chat out. was like, "That turtle's a hero," and I agree with him. <laughs> That turtle lived how all of us want to live. But, like but a, so, a so the, when they start getting attacked by all this shit, um, Sulu's essentially like, hey, we aren't equipped to with, with the right type of shields or whatever. And it's just weird to me where I'm like, you guys are going into this fucking nebula that you don't understand what the hell's going on and you're, you don't go in prepared. Well, I mean, they it's like, were I know you might not know them. what to prepare for, but it like it but just I mean, seems like a, a silly thing where it's like you should have at least some level of preparation for anything that might be hitting you. But, well, I uh, think they were prepared for the little animal men that, that they ended up even back on the ship. No, gotcha. But, like, this is just some. Again, you're talking about, like, how can you be prepared for something you just don't even know what to prepare for? But I, I also, like, how do their ships not break? I don't know. It's just, it, I don't a know. A lot of this is just crazy. Um, I, I how do, do their ships make a perfect seal that doesn't have everybody getting sucked out into space and, and you know, the compromised integrity of the hull? It's also, how do you have a ship where when you slam into another ship at like 400 miles they an pop hour, out like, and <laughs> fucking destroy the, your brains inside of your skull? <laughs> Again, uh, granted, though, those I think those things are supposed to be robot droids. droids. So that kind of makes sense. Where like when you see them, I didn't catch this the first time, but he was like, they have a, we have the, the, whatever the alien species was before this left us with these this, this drone army. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, did it have to be physical people? I don't understand. They look so the generic. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So yeah, these guys start torpedoing, torpedoing the show, the ship with their their ships, and they're inserting themselves in there, and they're popping out, and they're just fucking people up and killing people and all this shit. Yeah, Nick. Sorry, Kevin. To raise another point, so tra- what is one of the, the the most dangerous parts of traveling through space? Right, radiation and particulates that come at like billions of, time, of miles per hour that try to pierce the hull. So you, you're going to tell me these things are fucking? They can go at impulse speed, which is thousands of miles an hour, and they didn't build these ships' hulls to withstand a fucking asteroid coming at them at like a million miles an hour to pierce the hull? Give me a fucking Nick's break. bitch ass just Nick. dropped particulates. <laughs> Nick, you know what? That's actually, Nick, that's a fantastic point. That being said... Science, science, science with Kevin. Kevin. Well, there's that's a lot of shit in space, like I feel like it's it's pretty far apart. So, like, the, the chances of something hitting you, not super likely. When you're floating up in our stratosphere, I think that's the right one. Anyways, above she's Earth, back from the you, have, stratosphere. you have a bunch of shit fucking around because we've put a bunch of stuff up there, right? Yeah, it's like a trash heap up there. Gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, it's not nearly as compact as you think it is. That's Things fair. are spread out. Things are spread out. Gravity was a good movie. 
Um, so yeah, they're there. They're getting out. They're fucking people up. They're killing people. People are starting to evacuate. Uh, yeah, it's bad. It, they're like, get the fuck out of here. And then like, uh, I, he doesn't say uh, uh, crawl or crawl or whatever. Idris Elba's like, he doesn't say clip their wings, but something similar. And then they, they just like, boop, boop. They lop off the fucking, uh, they, the, the machines, they come over and they lop off the fucking uh, thruster jets of the Enterprise. And, and Sulu's like, well, they're gone. We're just fucking, we're just a disc here. We're the peppermint patty. Now we've become the peppermint patty. Oh, no, and they're just fucking so. sitting there, right? And then it's like, oh, okay, like fucking radio down to Scotty. Can you fucking move the power from wherever to the fucking disc? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. Okay. I don't know. And then, and then they're running around and Spock's running around and he's shooting the dudes and uh, there's people coming out. And at some point, uh, crawl comes out, right. And he fucking life force zap somebody at yeah, him. How bored is Chris Pine? He's so, so bored so right bored. now. You know what I mean? He's like, this is what I'm talking about. Why doesn't this happen every day? This is fun. And he's just up there like, ugh, this sucks, guys. I'm sorry I was bored and I made y'all leave your families. I, you got 15 minutes of shore leave and then I brought you back on this thing to go chase down whatever is happening over here. And so uh, eventually, though, the crawl uh, boards the ship and he goes to the archive. Oh, yeah, by the way, Spock had <laughs> uploaded the thing to the archive. And when he uploaded the thing to the archive, that's when the, it went like, weird on the screen like somebody was like totally waiting for that one thing and so the, the little the thing they were trying to give the little creatures is what crawl wants and so he goes in there and he tries to get it and then spock fights him and he gets shot maybe here i think right and or stabbed or it doesn't matter and then no, like the kirk crash. comes down and he's yelling and gamora's yelling and people are just all over the place they're just all yelling at each other mm -hmm. at some point sulu's in charge and he takes the chair which is like just it, you don't have to sit in the chair all right buddy like everything's going to hell don't act like it's a big deal to sit back greg, in the chair. greg when you leave the studio and you say nick i'm leaving you in charge i 100 percent sit in your chair 100 it's never happened yet but in my brain when you leave the <laughs> studio, put me in charge over anyone else in this office i'm sitting in your fucking chair when you go cut checks tomorrow you can you can sit in my chair that's fine okay perfect oh, I cut nick, I so cut me a check too i'm not going tomorrow he was joking oh well, now you have a reason to go this way. I'll call you a check later. Yeah, just, just let me know what you need. I'll try to get into it. Um, so, in? yeah, it's all going to hell. It's all bad. And they're like, all right, cool. Like, find these, like, uh, all right, abandoned ship. People are, and go to the Kelvin pods because, of course, they've, you know, they've seen this before. Ships explode. They understand now they need more pods or whatever. So everybody's getting pew, pew, pew. They're just spitting out into space. And, like, some of the ships are chasing them. The, the, the you know, the spear daddies that are out there chasing them. Um, spear daddies. Again. This At is all so, this is all just so messy that it's so hard to keep up with. At some point, with where people are in, in yeah. these situations. Also, who's on this planet? Because there's Scotty lands right, and then we encounter uh, what what is what is her name? Uh, um, J Lo. J Lo. J Lo. Let's call her J Lo. J Lo. Okay, that's what it is. J Lo. She's on this planet, but then there's also a, like a, a bunch scavengers. of guys that are like scavengers that are on this planet. So there's just a lot yeah, of different groups again. on this planet, and we never yeah, see they them all got sucked yet. in by the same thing. Also, they all got sucked the in by crawl. The moon's crawling. all fucked up, right? I guess that was all know, the just... shit they flew through when they got. Remember they so they arrive in that area, and there's a bunch of like rocks everywhere floating, right? And then they get attacked by the bad guys, and then there's a shot when they land. Where they look up and in the background the moon's all destroyed. I just thought the moon looked cool. That's moons all. are yeah, destroyed moons are cool. Yeah, that's rad. Scary though. God damn. So whatever. people are starting to <laughs> they're abandoning ship, they're getting sucked out. Uh at some point, yeah, Spock's been wounded, I think, and then Crawl's got what he wants, but some sleight of hand down there. We don't see it exactly, but like Kirk kinda gets it away, but we don't know that yet. And then uh 
Carl and uh, uh, Kirk are separated, and Gamora's on the other side. She came down and like shot him or something to save his life. I don't fucking remember. And then it's like, all right, cool. What's gonna happen? She hits a button, which then locks them out, and they eject in an escape pod together, leaving Kirk on the ship alone. Well, not alone, but with other people that are trying to get out before they die. And so he gives the evacuation order to everybody, just fucking abandon ship or whatever. He runs back to the bridge. And like he's like, get out of here. So, and he's like doing some people, people, boop, boop, boop stuff on a computer so that it doesn't do whatever it's going to fucking do. And then at the last second, he gets out too. Um, and then well, somewhere in there too, I guess he gave that woman with the, the face uh, hugger on her head as hair. He gave it to her and she put that in her hair. Which I thought was moronic. So, like, well, like, like why? Greg Miller. That, that seems like something Greg would enjoy a lot. This this character just fucking having a hidden thing in her head. Yeah, I feel like but if she'd been established elsewhere, you know, and if yeah. I felt like I already knew this character, it'd be cool. But, but I, it's I, like, I all right, cool. I I don't understand why give it to this random person who, like, I feel like he'd be better at keeping it. You know, plus she can keep her, she can keep it in her head and hide it. That's the whole point like, of this character, and then die later. But also, why does she look exactly like the other character? That when I blinked, I was like, wait, did he just yeah. stuff that yeah, in the girl's head? That just yeah. came out of the but tubular. still, the better makeup than Suicide Squad for both these people. You know what but I mean? Plus, that device is going to get all gooey and brainy and weird. I don't, it didn't you don't know like that. You don't know if it's wet there. in there. Yeah, it it looked, it, oh, it made a wet sound, Greg. It made a wet sound. Gross. It made a cabbagey sound when it opened up like a face hugger, and I'm like, I don't want it back. You keep it in there now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he there. asked her to like hide a bunch of stuff? Like, is that like one of? I mean, like, if they, I either went there, this person and had a good and like good rapport. Absolutely, I'd be like, Hey, Kevin, guess where I put your shoe? I- you know? I like to think that they're not friends and it was an awkward conversation. It was totally like, offensive. It was hey, like super offensive I, to her. Can you open your head thing and put this in there? And she's just like, Excuse you know me? that we don't like that. Yeah. Hey, random underling. I need to ask you a really so, interesting question. So, Kirk, we've talked to ship they've got down there. Scotty, he gets down there. Uh, everybody's down there. Crawl eventually discovers he doesn't have the thing in the little case and he's mad, but he's got Gamora. So he's like, all right, you'll be a bargaining chip kind of thing. Uh, check off and Kirk are down there where they're with the woman that looks like the other woman we're talking about, but is actually the alien that's always getting live translated and did her fucking thing. Um, I already said Bones and Spock are down there. We'll just put it here. Bones and Spock are down there, and Spock's really hurt. So at some point, uh, Spock or Bones, or they, he, they stop some bad guys coming after them, and then he uses their laser gun to sterilize the thing and then burn Spock to stop the bleeding for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. You know, he's what's your favorite color? And Spock starts being all Vulcan about it and he burns them. It was good. good. Uh, And he says horse shit, too. That was a cute scene. I I like all the Spock uh, doc uh, doc stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Spock and Doc connection. Um, And so, yeah, now, you know, Kirk and uh, Chekhov are mad at the other lady. Like, ah, you fucking knew we were going to get attacked. And she's like, oh, they had my crew. I'm sorry. Like, we have to do this. And he's he's like, ah, what do we have to do even? I don't understand what's going on with this fucking thing. (laughs) And uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm bored. (laughs) I'm just fucking Captain Kirk and I'm bored as shit. So let's go back to the fucking Peppermint Patty now. Peppermint Patty 2.0 that's crashed into the fucking thing because it's over there. And I like, there's still stuff we can get on it. All right, great. Let's go over there. I so they fucking she has a few so now under her sleeve. The Enterprise is called the Peppermint Patty. Two, the Peppermint keep... Patty two. Because the Peppermint Patty. If one I say the PP two, I'm talking about the Enterprise disc. Okay. If I say the PP one, ah, <laughs> you know You're what I'm talking psychopath. about, brother. You know what I'm talking about. Drink it up, Kim. <laughs> no idea what you're talking Albert about. Albert Einstein, anymore. say something. <sighs> Who <laughs> wants to go to space? <laughs> <laughs> I invented particulates. <laughs> Andy, smash your guitar. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, yeah. So now crawl. He's he's going around and he's just picking up everybody because every all the other Enterprise people that you don't care about are there too. And he's like, "Come with me. You're in. You're getting the hole." And he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck. He caught me. It's like a bad game of tag." And so they're all going to crawl jail and they're all in this fucking crawl area and they're all together in like crawl cages or whatever. Uh, um, quick question, just for clarification: sure. Are they keeping all these people in the jail just to suck the life out of them? I think, I think so. so. I think they're using this food for. For the life yeah. living, yeah, okay. I don't they, know, yeah, and he has that process, that machine that he does that with. Yeah, so they weren't like doing like having them dig to find something. No, I think they were just literally using them, okay. like like they did with Jayla's parents, to just be like, we're going to suck the life out of you, so we can extend our life and also yeah, turn yeah. ourselves into monsters, just so that there's a fun twist at the end where you don't realize that I'm Indraselva, yeah. even though everyone knows I'm Indraselva. Yeah, I didn't know it was Indraselva. When I, I paused yeah. it and saw the X-ray on Amazon, I was like, oh, that's Indraselva. I'll just never forget, oh. like. When I first saw the bad guy and he looked the way he looked and his name was Crawl, and I was just like, when are we going to get like a like a, a, a magenta or an Easter egg themed bad guy named like Duty Booty? <laughs> just like, why does everybody have to be so evil when they're Duty evil? Booty. Like his name is Crawl. <laughs> I'm Duty Booty. Yeah. <laughs> Duty Booty. First off, I think Duty. If I found out that there was a maniacal arch nemesis out there named Duty Booty, I'd be even scared, more scared of him. Than oh. I'm like, this guy's coming from a different angle, man. I, don't I feel know like that—that's like Laserface. I feel like yeah. we got that with Laserface. No, but everybody, Laserface, Laserface right? looks evil. Everybody Taser looks face. evil. Every what? bad guy looks Taser. Taser. Face. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, Every so you want an guy... Easter egg collecting guy named Duty Booty? <laughs> Yeah, every bad guy looks horrible. Uh, when I meant Easter egg, I meant uh, um, color, uh, like color. You want like yeah. pastels? Pastel. Pastel. That's okay. what I was looking okay. for. Okay. Yeah. But everybody's Fair. dark colored with like I'm crawl. Like okay, dude. Hi everyone, I'm Duty Booty, and <laughs> I welcome you to uh, my little city here. Uh, this is where I'll suck the life out of you, and we're gonna collect some stuff together. So let's have yeah. some fun. Petey Popoff in the chat says, "My dog gets a Duty Booty, and I always have to wipe her butt after going for a walk." <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Duty Booty, and this is my friend. Sh- uh, no. <laughs> at some point, Crawl is Shit yelling Nick. at uh, Gamora, and uh, she's like, "No, our unity doesn't make us weak; it makes us strong." And he's like, uh, "Not for me." I'll you're you're in and she starts sucking the juice out of two people that are upside down she's like no and sucks it up i think it makes me strong his face does all these weird things and you're like no this guy's evil and so then uh scotty is he crashes and he doesn't know what's going on he's walking around he runs into bad guys that look like a biker gang and then uh jayla shows up and she kicks the shit out of them with some holographic technology that makes multiple jaylas i figure it's like hard light probably like green lantern's hard light constructs and they knock the shit out of everybody and everything and then she doesn't knock the shit out of scotty because he seems like a nice guy and then he's got the emblem on his chest and she wants to know about that uh she speaks broken english um and she's like fine come home with me come with me you help me do whatever the fuck it is i need to do i don't remember and then i'll help you find your Eddie, you're pointing Tim something Tim uh, rollo, rollo gaming yt in the chat says does kind of funny do anything special at the end of their streams this is the first stream i've checked out <laughs> which is a great question yeah, so, we all sorry. Get but then, cute doinky <laughs> Replies. <laughs> replies. They usually all take their shirts off and draw faces with their nipples as the eyes, but because it's Tim's birthday today, they aren't doing it. That's good. That's good. God. God, I love the people that watch this show. I'm just constantly reminded that you're even more twisted than Greg is. Uh, no, nice. it's impossible. Sorry, uh, sorry. Back to the so you get some information, and Jayla takes Scotty to her house. 
And he's like, this is your house or ship? And she's like, no, it's yours. And she wipes away some dust, and it's the USS uh, Jefferson. Is that right? Franklin. 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 Whatever. Like the like, oh, my God. It's a starship. Neato. And like uh, cool. Neato. Neato. Kino. Um, you know, outside uh, in, the, in the planet, you know, uh, Bones and Spock <laughs> are having their moment or whatever. We're like, oh, man, this, you know. I always respected you kind of and then uh, yeah, check off and Kirk and the other woman uh, who's an alien they're going into this USS Enterprise and they start booting up some computers and shit and then Kirk's like I'm gonna go get the thing I hit you're with me woman we don't trust and check off you stay here and he's like got it captain and so then they walk and she's like you really hit it and he's like yeah and she's like that was stupid and she immediately goes across she's like I got him he's fucking here it's, it's him and and then, and then he opens up, and there's nothing there. She's like, what? And then Chekhov's got the gun on her, and he's like, it was a double, double cross. We knew not to trust you. You look like the woman with finger hair, and we don't even trust her, all right? So I there's like something it. up with you. To be clear, they trust the woman with the finger hair absolutely. Implicitly. Yeah, it's the highest them. level of trust. They gave her the weapon. <laughs> but that if came after that years this- of watching them fingers do stuff. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do even know like, what that do means. Like a, a I don't even know what that means. Do you think it's like a magician's hat where the she just keeps pulling like the no, handkerchief out it of it? Very and like, clearly, How doing this? It, it, it wasn't even like it's not like her skull opened up and then she put it inside and then it closed up. It was just underneath the like fingers. It was like this. Yeah. If someone looked, yeah. they could be like. Hey, what do you got back there? <laughs> nah, you got two big old palms. No, back she there, has a great, fantastic head of hair. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Hims. What's a common issue men face but don't always want to talk about? Think long and hard about it. I'm talking about erections. 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. I'm 31 now, which is crazy to think about. And that means that I'm nine years away from being part of the 40%. That's a scary thought. Um, you don't need to turn to any weird solutions. You can turn to some science here. Uh, you can check out Hims and you can discover the tiny pill worthy of a big celebration. There you go. Uh, Forums.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. Uh, we've been talking about this for years. Uh, Andy and Nick have been using it for the, the hair side of things. Uh, Hims connects you with real licensed doctors and FDA-approved pharmaceutical products to treat ED and hair loss. Uh, these are prescription solutions backed by science and made more affordable. Uh, you can see results where other treatments fall short. Um, you don't need to worry about any multiple in-office doctor visits, no painful injections, none of that stuff. It's easy. You just answer questions about your medical history and chat with the doctor for confidential review. If approved by the doctor, products are shipped directly to your door, so you don't need to worry about you know like privacy and all that stuff. They got that covered. Uh, you can try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS. Uh, prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Uh, you can see the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's forhims.com slash KFMS. Back to it. And say, so, yeah, we got you. And they're like, all right. And he's like, check off. Did you get it? And she, he's like, yeah, I got it. Like, I can, I was able to translocate the signal and figure out where it is. Kind of, it's like in this general area. You know what I mean? It's like fog of war is lifted, but there's still just a giant circle to go investi- Do investigate. You think that, like in a game. Uh, like they didn't have a conversation where they were like, hey, I'm gonna trick her into calling. They must have, man. They must have. You don't think that that was just them being like, check off. Smart enough to be like, oh, they know, dude. If it isn't about alcohol uh engineering 
or women. Chekhov doesn't know. Clearly, I think that's this what falls they've established. Under the engineering category, though. You know what I mean? She radioed and triangulating you know. system. If he worked at like U.S. Cellular, sure, yeah, I would expect him to understand. He's about to uh, have he's to a man you know, that trace does, a call. He wears many hats. He, he he's can got it all. Remember, he's a technical he, genius. It's true. That's true, everybody. I guess that's true. Much like um, myself. Meanwhile, back at uh, the Kroll camp, right, like uh, Sulu and uh, uh, Gamora, they're all like looking into what's going on and why it's happening and all this other jazz over that. I didn't really fucking follow, but I know they're up to something. <laughs> they're looking around. Going, oh, I got the magnifying glass <laughs> looking around, seeing what's up. Um, then... Yeah, Bones and uh, 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 Spock continue their their bromance, and that's where he's talking a little bit about what happened, and this is where he brings up the fact that I was shaking because the ambassador died, and I need to go. I, we broke up partly because I want to go have kids and be a Vulcan guy, and I got to repopulate the Vulcan race. And he's like, oh, yeah, that would get you in trouble or whatever. And, they go, and then he also says he's going to leave the uh, the uh, Enterprise, and, and Bones like loses it for a second or whatever. Um Oh, then, okay, so then, oh, sorry, I left it off. When they they caught her or whatever, right, the ship starts going haywire and, like, the thrusters are flipping out or whatever. And so they all got off and they ran. And they, Chekhov and Kirk were able to outrun the tumbling uh, Enterprise Peppermint Patty 2.0, but it crushed the woman that we just don't know anything about. Whatever, she sucks, she's dead. Great. How did they outrun it, by the way? Fast like legs, that, man. Uh, that they made went no sideways. Sense. They went sideways. She and was, then, like, I mean, dead center of it. I mean, it's still real wide, though. They <laughs> run fast like me, and she runs slow like you, Andy. That's what it was. I beat you and in a so, race in London. I, uh, international well, water. Yeah, that's count, interna- you know I mean? Andy, you that, I mean? that's Europe. Time There's zones. a whole different yeah. thing. Jet lag. Atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, then Scotty's at the her Peppermint Patty 3.0, the Jefferson here, and they're, like, no. hang, hanging out, and they're, like, Who having a great time. Patty 3.0. <laughs> and, uh, the Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually the alarms start going oh yeah they're li- she's listening to rap music and he's like ah oh, it's very loud this is classical and then it's like all right and then oh wait turn it off and they turn it off and it's like there's a siren she's like what's the siren it's like one of my traps have been activated and so they run they run back and it, it was a funny thing that where they got trapped where uh Chekhov and kirk were going and, che- and Chekhov was like man i can't believe you got us out of that how did you know it worked and he's got i've got a nose for danger and then all the smoke started filling and he's like God, run that was funny that was but funny. they did not run it they got caught in this weird uh brown whatever ice not ice but like gross i like to think of it as a coke slushy sure when you used to coke slushies you guys do that that was fun i I Um, thought it was like caramel and -hmm. so they come over scotty scotty and uh jayla come over and they're like you guys and they zap the coke slushy and they all fall out and like what where are we and he's like you're on this fucking planet everybody's on this planet we're all here because of crawl crawl's got a jail cell he's got all your friends in it probably i don't know what's going on come on over here this is another weird thing for me. Like, I, I, I like the Jayla character, but I just I feel like we don't need that character in this because she's basically there to explain away a lot of the plot elements that they just don't have time to show. But it's also one of those things where I'm like, I kind of wish that Scotty had just figured out a lot of the stuff himself or that they had figured out a different way for the cast that we know to just figure this stuff out. Give Sulu for the most part, something to do. Sulu and um, Uhura are just basically stuck in this camp and exist just to have the the bad guy monologue yeah, they, to them and kind of tell them what's going on they break out and like send out a message right and have i, I don't know i just feel like they they have eight know. characters that we love and they sideline a bunch of them i feel to like just there's... do random shit and then they put this kayla character and their jayla character in there for scotty to have someone to bounce off with and i like that dynamic but i'm like do, do we need more characters in this it's an ensemble cast i feel like there's a moment later where we get like the crew that we know that is with like the the 
the big crew that gets together and are like, all right, guys, we figured out a way to break out. We're going to go and figure this out. And there's a moment where I was like, oh, man, that's why they're the crew that's on the, like, you know, control module part of the ship always because, like, they're the go-getters. And then I thought, sad that no one else was, like, like they didn't bring Steve, you know, uh, who is, we've never seen before, but Steve gets stuff done, you know? Steve would have been – Steve is a red shirt. He's going to die. Yeah. For sure. Similar to how this 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 poor woman who had the, who kept the thing in her head, you're like, oh, she is not going to live through this, no. and immediately gets disintegrated by this yeah. world ending device that in in this scene takes five seconds to eat her up. In the scene later, takes forty five minutes to chew through Idris Elba as he's floating out into space. Too handsome. He's too handsome. Uh, it's funny that the the weapon works the same way their ships did, right? They're just a smaller version of it. Swarm, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess indeed. that's the whole point. But don't 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 worry because those can be interrupted by BC boys and blows up the ships. And I don't understand why that happens. Yes, yeah, so yeah, like Venom, like Venom, very Let's much like going. Venom. Let's keep going. Thank you. Uh, so they bring them back to the ship. They're like, "Hey, everybody, it's the USS Thomas Jefferson." And they're like, "Holy shit, this is cool! Like, this is neat." And it's she the sits HMS in chair, and that pisses everybody off. And he's like, "He likes that chair." And it's like, "All right, can we get this thing up and running?" And they're like, "Probably." All right, let's do that or whatever. Hooray! Um, then, uh, b- back at the camp, like you said, Carl finds the device in that woman's head by threatening to kill some people. Um, then he disintegrates her when also, he, he's, he's, he's a giant weapon. I don't even understand what the fuck this weapon is, but he puts it together and it eats people or something cool. That, that yeah. woman folded very quickly. Of course. Yeah. Well, I think Sulu the wrong device. Device. Didn't, wasn't Sulu just like, just do it or someone. No, he's saying know. don't do it. He was like, yeah. don't do it. Oh, okay. He was Zulu. Are you saying Zulu do it to crawl? To he, wa- he was willing. Sulu was willing to sacrifice himself for the cause. Yeah, which is then great. this alien one right, job. Okay. Hold this thing in your head. You know what I mean? I wish my job was that easy. I wish every day Kevin was like, "Here's what you take this M M&M and M and keep it in your hair, and that's all you got in your ass." ass. <laughs> yeah, great, cool. I'll do that, Kevin. And then like, somebody's about to kill Kevin. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no M M&M and M in my hair. You know, it's simple when you think about it. Miller, I'm gonna be honest. With you. Me- I don't think you could keep it in your hair all day. No, I don't have the I don't have the right digits up there. Like, also, you know. Greg, the place you could keep it, I don't think anyone wants that stuff back. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't she's fucking dead. Uh, and then Spock and Bones, they're out there, and uh, they're about to get dead too. But at the last, they have the they won't die alone. Spock gets uh, again painfully looking uh, teleported away, and then Bones is like, "Ah, great, typical." And then turns out like. Ah! And he's like ready to fucking die, and then he gets teleported out, and then yeah. he gets there, and he's like, "Oh, my insides are all screwed up." And it's like, "Oh yeah, it's a, it's a cargo thing here on the USS Thomas Jefferson." And like, we weren't sure how it works, so we could only do it one at a time, and it's a little bit different, but it's pretty much the same. And like, you're all right, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You're probably sterile, but it's no big deal. And everybody's like, "Ah, oh, we're back, and hey, we're back together, and yeah, everybody's happy about it." And so then they're like, "All right, cool. Now we got to find the rest of the crew." And they're like, "Too bad. Like, I, you know, there's a whole bunch of interference and just garbage on this planet. Like, signals aren't getting in or getting." out kind of thing and then uh vulcan boy he's like wait a second i got a great idea uh, i have this radioactive uh fucking material around my girlfriend's neck if we can scan for that and, and bones is like what the hell are you talking about and he's like it's not really it's not radioactive it just gives off signature it's totally safe and he's like you put a track what was originally you put you put a tracking device on your no that's what he finishes on he, he starts somewhere else of so like you put a whatever on her and radioactive like, no it's yeah. not that and he's a tracking device Hmm. And that was funny. Like, that was not not my intent. <laughs> I mean, not to be cared about by you or whatever the hell. He let's says. just get and a let's cute. just get a Spock and Bones movie, man. Yeah, let's, let's get a it. Bones movie, dude. It's Carl Urban. I mean, Carl Urban. Carl Urban is is boy season two starting soon September. 
Oh, he is good in that. Actually, if you want more Carl Urban, go watch Dread. I've been saying it for a year. Real good movie. Real yeah, good but movie. there's. Okay. I feel like there's not any Carl Urban in that movie. He's oh, good. Yeah, he's totally different. He's totally yeah. true. Yeah. He's <laughs> just a, a bottom face. Now. You get. It's you great. just get this. Yeah. This is just Carl. And but his the bottom of his face emotes, guys. Yeah. It emotes. Nick, what? So what is? You're right. The Dread is a great movie, but it's not a great Carl Urban movie. What is a great Carl Urban movie? Because I'm pretty unfamiliar with the Urban Legends. As Carl Urban. Movie. Yeah. Carl yeah, Urban has. That's great. He hasn't really. I don't think he's been a lead in the movie. He's like a bad guy. I think in one of the Bourne movies, he was in um, Chronicles of Riddick. He's pretty good in that. Uh, but again, not. He's always a side character. I don't. I don't think he's ever gotten his come up. But then the Boys is one of the first things he's actually like. I really I like remember. the Boys though. That's a bit. That's a big he's project great. that he's led, and he, he is very very good in that. You guys should watch that. I'm trying to look um, here were missing. But if you so go on, if you guys start watching the Carl Urban movies, let's call it the Urban Hike. He's in Doom. That's, good too. That's really good. Anybody He's watch new Doom? Doom? Yeah. Do- oh, Doom. You mean Doom with the Doom with the Rock? Yeah, the original 2005. Doom. Yeah, that was not a good movie. Don't no. watch that one. No. Um. So now they're like, cool. We know where they are. Let's hatch a plan. How are we gonna get in there? Like, we've got to have a distraction. Like, while we do the real thing, because we can only teleport them out twenty at a time because of this cargo thing, and I don't want them all like merged into one horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> you got money if they were though, right? <laughs> oh, whoa! He played uh, Scourge in Ragnarok. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah huh. he works the door. Remember? Yeah, it looks different. Yeah. What did he call the hair? two guns? Yeah, he's like pain yeah. warrior. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and they're like, "Cool, James Kirk, you can do it with Jayla, right? You can be a distraction." He's like, "Oh, you know, I can't because there was a motorcycle that you remember from the first fucking movie. They, they, she has this motorcycle again too. So it's like, oh, my dad had one of these, or my stepdad, or whatever. Great, cool. And so uh, then I the guy, we go back. The guy I hated so much, I wrecked his hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. He had one of these. What a great memory I should think about right now. Um. Crawl then is back there. I think he's laying out his evil plan. We might have started to see the video here too. That's like they keep playing the video on the USS Thomas Jefferson of them being like, "Yeah, push the frontier, yeah, <laughs> Space Corps," <sighs> and you're like, "That's a weird thing to keep showing for a little bit," but okay. And they don't even explain it right away. And you go back to Crawl, and he's back in. I guess this is where he tries to explain what the fuck his plan is. I don't remember what he's. You know what I mean? He's just mad. He's just a mad boy. He's a mad, sad boy. He's yeah, like, I zoned out a lot. Yeah, totally, part. totally. That's rewatch it. But now it's time right, to go though, in there. Greg, that that video did have a very like '90s spring break vibe to it. Of like, totally. <laughs> oh shit, Tim, you're frozen. In the back. I legitimately. Oh, oh, yeah, you're totally did you frozen. just look at me? Did you just quote um, Starship Troopers, Greg? <laughs> Before this, push the frontier. Yeah, or no, you said something about like join the core or something like that. I, you had you had a moment where you said something that made me think of Starship Troopers. I'm doing my this part. This video makes me think <laughs> of where it's like, yeah. we're all just people who came in for one day and we really don't know who our characters are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so now the assault begins and everybody's running around and they're shooting shits and uh, <laughs> the he's got a motorbike and he's driving that shit around and he's fucking kicking up dust and there's a million of them with the hard light constructs again and we're like, oh, I've never seen something like this before. And it's just, there's a lot of action here and you know I can't do that. So I don't know, they're doing stuff. Uh, and then they're also beaming the people out and the, the groups or whatever. Like, come on, we're beaming you out. And they're beaming on like, thanks for being be, beaming us out. Um, uh, Spock is on like a kung fu fight with the only other bad guy in this whole movie that we've seen you're like why are they fighting hand-to-hand combat it's weird uh spock runs into bones uh, uh, sulu who's like no gamora's not here you got to keep going deeper to get her and he's like all right cool so it's logical and he runs in deeper to get her eventually he gets her you know, the, he, he has some one-liner when he does though Again, people are just running around doing shit. For some reason, Jayla's got to get up there and fight on on top of a mushroom she's top. Trying like to she's trying to kill the guy that killed her Mario father. Kingdom. 
Oh, is that what it was? Cool. Yeah. Crawl killed her father. No, the other guy did. She, she was like, Manas killed my father. Yeah, Duty Booty uh, killed, killed her father. And then Duty Booty, he sees her and it. he's like, oh, remember when I killed your father? And she's like, oh. Now you're going to die. You know, that's how it's got to be. Yeah. Um, however, as that's happening, we're just down to Kirk and Jayla left and they're radioing back like, you got to come. We're going to warp you out, get to the warp point. And he's like, hold on a second. And he drives around the motorcycle and he kicks up a lot of dust. And he's like, all right. And then Jayla kind of oh, sees right. him and they kind of have this moment like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, and he drives and off like a, uh, the thing he just made. And she, he's like, now, nah, Jayla. And she goes and he starts to get beamed and they grab each, each other's arms and they spin when they land on the warp it, thing. It's so it, if you touch hands with someone that's getting beamed up at any no. point, it seems like that's that will just works. magically take you. Nope. That right? That's not how it works. You used to have to lock means, onto your yeah. actual signal and figure out where all of the atoms that that's make up your body are. That's where all the lines are. are about, right? That's because yeah, it's exactly. starting to that's process. Yeah. yeah, this, this not, makes no sense and, the, and breaks the, the, some of the science of the world of Star they Trek. Treated it like, they treated it like Nightcrawler's teleportation. Next yeah. Right, no, it's right, not. right. This whole motorbike scene should have been cool. And on top of that, the whole yeah. like weird projections and kind of like having multiples of each other and distraction stuff, that should be cool too. But it's just so poorly set up in this movie. And there's like, again, Jayla, just a character that shouldn't have even been in this at all, having this like cool tech. It's like they should have introduced that as an element, shown us how it kind of works just a bit. And then explain what was going on with this motorcycle thing instead of it well, just turning into like a, a fucking micro machines toy commercial. To 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 in her defense, that that is the tool that she used to fight the like the scavengers at the beginning. Yeah, and exactly. It's set up that she hasn't like she's really really smart and can, and just has made all these weapons to survive over the years. Um, but the what leap I, from what the scene we saw of her using it to fight against those people yeah. to uh to, to putting it on the bike, like having freaking motorcycles going in loop de loops. It's like what the fuck. That I buy, but what I don't buy is that they just have this incredibly boring fight scene for like five minutes where yeah. it's just her versus the guy that killed her dad. I'm like, it's a cool fight scene. The choreography is fine, but it's kind of out of place here to have just a random like martial arts fight scene in the middle of this. And then does it, she kill and without her killing the guy? I don't oh, think yeah. she does. I also think it's super fortunate for Kirk that you know this whole area is sitting on a motocross uh yeah circuit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that there's only three random poorly cgi'd uh drones that are up there trying to shoot at him but missing f- just hilariously it's it's funny like, just shoot it's, at the same one that comes by every single time one comes by shoot it shoot it shoot it shoot it you'll eventually get to him he's only running the same fucking course it's ridiculous so now everybody's back on the jefferson they're like great this is fantastic, but he's got the thing and he knows how to use it. Oh my God, he's leaving with the thing. He's going to go attack a Yorktown now. He's going to go take a bite out of that peppermint patty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, this is bad job. news bears for everybody involved in Yorktown, including the guy from Heroes and uh, Sulu's daughter and husband. And so it's like, cool, we got to get up there. Mr. Sulu, can you make this fucking thing fly? He's like, Are you fucking kidding me, sir? And I was like, oh, fuck, shit. Okay, cool. Then, like, Scotty was like, I don't know if I can. He's like, you're going to fucking do it by taking the covalence and fucking putting on a proton or whatever. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Thanks. And so it's like, all right, let's fucking go. And they start shaking it up. And they're, like, and they're using these like old school like strap-ins. I like that. And they're like, and they're fucking wreck. It's a rickety machine. He's like, don't tear in half, Mr. Sulu. He's like, ah, shut the fuck up, Kirk. And then it, go- it goes, and then it goes off the, it goes off the side. I would love that if he just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know I know what I'm doing. Just shut the fuck up. Fucking goes off the cliff. And it's like kind of like how, you know, you have to get a car sometimes rolling and pop the clutch and do that kind of thing. I- fucking go ahead. I was gonna say I really like the way it looks when it dips down below the tree line and you yeah. can't see it and it's and it pops kind of back quiet, up and then it pops back. But it looked cooler in the first movie when they did it with the exactly. Clouds. I was like, I've seen this before with this. 
Anyway, and like that's the weird thing is like this was the first moment I actually like really enjoyed or was in the second one whatever uh, that I really enjoyed in this movie of them like like hey we got to do this and it's scary and there there is that moment of tension of just like I'm excited I, I'm for the first time was excited by this movie and then when it ended with that scene I'm like cool this looks cool but it looked cooler before like god damn it Star Trek well yeah and you were probably excited by that because the whole crew was together and they were having those quips back and forth and they put them in a dangerous situation that they had to cleverly get out of the rest of the yeah. movie was like two people are stuck in a jail. The other people are hiking around a forest, and then and then Scotty's listening to quote unquote classical music on an old freaking like. Uh, Sounds uh, like you Nick know, should write the next Sony. movie. Huh? Oh, I'd write the hell out of a Star Trek movie. You should, but write I would it. just copy Undiscovered Country and try to pass it off like an original work. Reboot, reboot. Uh, so then, yeah, Crawl. You know, he's all he's shooting up on uh, fucking Yorktown. He's doing shit. They're all attacking. Yorktown's totally unprepared for this, right? Their shields are getting all fucked up. Guy from Heroes is like, oh my god, red alert. And it's just bad. And you see everybody running around like it, these fucking morons on Yorktown, right? They're all like out there with their shopping bags going out to the bagel district. And it's like, red alert. And there's like the comp sign of like, you're all going to die. Get out of there. Like, wait, like, up the fucking <laughs> bunch of <laughs> goddamn arrowheads coming at him. Greg, sorry, I'm high. I apologize. Nick Scarbino. And you're in your brand. Does the Yorktown space station have a bagel district? A whole <laughs> 10 block radius that's just bagels? Because this is a place bagel I want to no, bagel the, bagel, the bagel district is named after the shape. It's a bagel shape. Which is very bagels. different than the donut bagel. district, by the way. Uh, that is named after the district that they only sell donuts. Do they? Do the two districts feud? Do they feud together? Like they oh, don't yeah. like each other? No, no, no. They're a place of love. Uh, so the, yeah, that happens. They're attacking. <laughs> shit's going wrong. The uh, these guys show up in, in the fucking Jefferson, and they're like, "Ah, shit, this is bad, right? What do we do?" Everybody's like, "I don't know. What the fuck do we do?" Like, well, and I forget who brings it up at some point. It's like, "Oh, well, they're just like stupid bees, right? If you talk to a bee, it falls out of the sky, right? That's how it is. If you can talk just- to a bee." <laughs> Yeah, on exactly. the right frecency, beats are like, ah, and they just fall right down. I've seen it once. I've seen it a hundred times. Picture, I just picture a bunch Miller. of Jerry Seinfelds up there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they communicate via like a combination of FM dancing waves or whatever, yeah. and uh, pheromones. So if you if you cover them in smoke, they get all they just are chill. Do you like jazz? It. Um, and so they're like, oh, wait a second. All right, cool. So wait, we can we can get him if we play mute something really loud and really. And Scotty's like, I know just the thing. And you're like, oh, that song we heard earlier, "Fight the Power," right? Which I think is Public Enemy, mm-hmm. like "Fight the Power." Yeah, that makes sense or whatever. And instead, he plays "Sabotage," and it's it's a great song. And Kirk's like, well, that's a great song. And he's like, all right, but we're doing this again, and like, whatever. And so then it goes out there, and all the bees like, and they're like smashing into shit, and they're fucking all over the place. They're falling out of the sky. Bees like, I don't understand what's happening. What's the Beastie Boys? What's the Beastie Boys? It's Dumb and, how quickly it happens. It was cool. It was cool. Fun. But I mean, it's I like just it. like it's hype as hell. I love it's it. Hype no, it's, hell. It's, it's hype as hell. It's dumb as fuck that they have the same song and all that shit. But I, it, one of the things where I looked at, it, I'm like, I hate this. I love this. I love this. And I'm in. I want pop music in every one of these type of movies. Yeah, but I, I wish it was intergalactic. But the, oh, that would have been fun. cool too. Yeah, yeah the, the, I, I, I hate all of this. I, this is such a we don't know how to kill this swarm. Can we just throw some lines of dialogue at this instead of having something like important like that was in the b plot actually come up and be relevant here as to how they take this enemy out i just this is so poorly thought out and i just i don't think it's i don't think it's earned at all and so they blow the fuck out of these things but bones is flying bones and spock are out there flying too i forget what their point was they're out the there in the nose so they, they, they need to get close thing. to transmit the message like why sh- ship's length <laughs> i don't know why little receivers you know what I mean? 
That gotcha. just makes okay. like you have a whole space station that could just act as a giant antenna to 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 fucking. Antenna. Why to, did to you put say this radio, that way? It's a radio <laughs> signal, and like they're like, no, 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 we got to get Sp- bones and, and Spock onto this thing because otherwise we literally have nothing for anyone else to do. And it's like fuck. All right. And so they me. do that, and that blows up, and it's like cool. Now there's down to three ships, and uh, we're gonna take the Jefferson and stop them. So they go underwater in the parking garage, and they're flying around, and people are up there shooting shit too. I think Spock and Bones are still up there shooting shit and uh they're chasing the people and eventually yeah the jefferson surfaces and two of them run into them or some shit like that they die doesn't matter um meanwhile in the midst of all this like they i think it's uh is it gamora gamora looks over and like watches the tape she's like wait rewind it rewind it yeah. rewind it, <laughs> it. she's like that guy in the back clearly is crawl and i'm like i know oh. what adris elba looks like and i don't see his face when i look at crawl I like, how are you figuring out this shit more than anything she heard it right because she's when like he says, Push the, oh, today the frontier pushes back yeah I just like kept focusing on the guy in the <laughs> front of the that. screen. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "What? What is it with this guy who keeps on looking at the camera and talking?" I was like, "What?" I don't understand. Like, I saw the movie in theaters and I was still confused. But it's a, it's such a weird time for the reveal to happen because that reveal should have been like the midpoint way of, earlier of, yeah. of realizing that this captain that was on this ship that had been lost a long time ago is this captain, and then they could have they needed a moment where like, listen, if Kirk's going to go against this guy in the third act, we should probably have a moment where he at least I don't know talks to him for a second or like meets him before he fights the shit out of him at the end and like is there some unwritten no. law with these new star trek films that it has to fucking come down to one-on-one between kirk and the enemy or like spock or kirk and the enemy why can't like, for? why can't it just be like like wrath of khan where he just outsmarts him i don't know it's no you're right because like this there's enough differences of like oh there's gravity and stuff now but i don't know why i'm frozen it doesn't matter um, this is so similar in vibe to the end of the last movie that it's just like, what the fuck? Like, you couldn't think of anything more creative than it looks identical to the end of the last one, except now they're like kind of an anti grab, but they don't even do anything interesting with that. No, it's upsetting. They don't. They wasted it. And so, yeah, they do all this shit and they figure it out. Crawl, they figure out crashed in their ship and he's not dead because he sucked the juice out of some people and put on an enterprise clothing to get out of the fucking How thing. How did he do that without his machine? And oh, sure. also, does he have control over what he looks like? I did not understand yeah, how he's that was quiet. a little weird. Where did he suck more juice, and now he turned back to a humanish form? Also, but why like, did he just go the... full human? I don't know. If you could have stayed human, why do you need to look like something else before? And also, wasn't the whole point of the fact that they discovered this alien technology and on that planet gave them the opportunity to like suck the life from each other and get eternal life? Did they then go say, hey, let's install that in every drone ship just in case I land on a planet and need to suck some life out of some stuff? It's very weird. Do Do you think they suck the life out of their own crew? I assume as much because there's only three left, right? Isn't that how they lived? Because he says there's only like two or three of my crew left, and yeah. I, I just assume they died. But now that you're thinking about it, maybe it was like, "Hey, uh, Phil, come over here for a second. I got, I got something." Like, <laughs> and he's like, I "Oh, just, not Phil. He's dead. We love Phil." Oh, you know what? Right? I, I take that back. I apologize because they did do that on the ship, uh, so they must have that technology in their suit or something. Because they do that, they suck the life out of one of the crew members on the Enterprise, right? Uh, doesn't he like, just touch him? He just touches him. Yeah, he just touches. Yeah, him. He was touching, but Sula. they were they were hung like backwards. So I I I get why it kind of looked like. And they had like wire wrapped around them. Yeah, I thought that was he was touching them, and the machine was yeah. transporting their life. But I guess it, he just it was their hands. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. I'm wrong. <sighs> so he's walking, and he looks normal, and we're putting it all together like Kevin Spacey at the fucking end of uh, that one movie, Usual Suspects. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh no, this is bad. And then uh, 
they're like, all right, cool. He's going to have to go to the center of the fucking thing and get in the, the hamster ball and do the thing there because his plan is just to make this thing go everywhere and he needs to go there. All right, cool. And Kirk's like, not on my fucking watch. And so Kirk's like, get me down there. And I forget how he gets down there, but we'll just say he jumps out of the Jefferson and lands on it. All right. So he gets there and he's there. And then they argue inside the hamster ball and they fight for a little bit. Uh, and then Spock shows up. And, uh, no. oh, oh, yeah. Spock shows up in the ship and then they get sucked out of the ship and then they follow the jet stream of gravity, which actually. Yeah. Then there's cool. a jet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, gravity's going to be wonky as closer you get to the center of the fucking right. universe. Like, I oh, don't worry about it. And then, yeah, there's jet screen. And so they beat him at one point and he's got the disc still. And then he jumps in. He's like, oh, he's going to do it again, though. He's going to fucking do it with the Frisbee. And so yeah. then Kirk's like, not on my watch. And he jumps into the glass slipstream and he slips around over there. And this is when he gets into the this box and he's opening the little hatch doors. So yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got yeah. They, they're gonna either suck it into the fan and kill everybody, or suck it to where the fan is and open the door and blast it into space. Yeah. Right. And uh, Kirk's got to open these things and they won't open. And then you know at the last second it starts getting sucked out and it gets open. He does it and then everybody's tumbling and then uh, yeah, and what then uh, Spock bones and bones fly in. They grab him on, uh-huh. with a million to one shot on this thing. They save Kirk. Uh, dude gets sucked out in space. He gets eaten by his weird uh, thing that was going to eat everybody. Really graphic. And <laughs> it was really yeah, gross. Yeah. Do you think these things self-replicate? The more they eat, the more they create. Like, because I, I was more, I was more uh, um, concerned with the fact that they just sort of disappeared at the end. Like, I don't yeah, know. No, like, are they going go. back? Uh, are they going into hiding? That's that's what my my point was going to be. Because if they self-replicate, replicate, and like his plan was to put it into the air system, and they were going to spread. And then the storm, like there would be a giant storm of them. Uh, Then in space, if they hit an object and they consume that and then they keep getting bigger, bigger, at some point this is going to be a problem. It was like yeah. Voyager, they, they eventually movie. kill the entire universe. But they yeah. basically just kill Aegis Elba, then they just kind of disintegrate Disappear. into space. And it's like, like so, it's someone's job to go out there and be like, is it still there? And maybe yeah. grab the machine and turn it, turn it off. And that person's now what? dead. That's a red shirt job right there. What happened to the like contraption that they all went inside? We, he, Who the fuck cares? So they sucked this the guy out. He's been Greg, eaten. He's fucking down? dead. Great. <laughs> and so then now it's time we did it, everybody. High fives. You know, let's pour some drinks. Let's hang out, have some fun. And so uh, Spock uh, goes through Ambassador Spock stuff, finds a photo, right? Or a cool space That's photo cool. of the, all of them as old people from the old movies, right, Nick? That was cool. Yeah. And I Real think cool. I don't know if it was from six. I forget where that production still was taken from, but it was cool. I think and it's, it's definitely that moment now, where he's yeah. like, oh, you know what? I should live my own life and not just go to Vulcan. The he, old Spock had a lot of adventures with this crew. I, I can have adventures with this crew, too. I won't. And be after glad we summed that up. Yeah, we've yeah, exactly. told the audience that we're friends, and we haven't really shown that, so we should probably yeah. make good keep, on that. Keep on telling it. Keep on telling it. And so, yeah, Kirk has the same conversation with the vice chancellor, 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 and he's like, I don't want to be vice chancellor anymore because, like, listen, I found out that you can't fly if you're a vice chancellor, and even though I was bored in the house, bored in the house, bored at the beginning of this movie, now I'm loved in the house, loved in the house, loved, and I don't what want to. dumbass line. Literally, literally, nothing has changed for me, but I want to go back out into the stars. All of those problems that I had originally are probably still going to be there, but I, I'll go back out. Let's go. Yeah, she's like, like, you scamp. 
it'll probably be three years before he's bored again, and he's only got two yeah. years left on it. So great point. Math. Works yeah, they got to build the whole thing too, right? And so, uh, yeah, he walks out and runs into Bones, and Bones is pissed off that you're like, what? You didn't let him comp the time? Like, we're still gonna go out there for another, you know, year, two years, two and a half years, whatever. It is. And he's like, ah, it'll be fun. We're gonna have like a great time, Bonesy. And he's like, wow, well, are we? You were bored in the house, bored in the house, bored a second ago, and now you think this is because you, 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 you saw this guy. Way? I like it. That's how the kids say it, and I'm not going to be left out because I want to be one of the kids. Greg is a child. He's in touch with the younger generations. That's true. The bridge. It seems like something is wrong with him, you know? Oh, for sure. sure. He's like, listen, listen, listen. It's going to be fun. Don't worry about it, Bonesy. We're all wearing contemporary clothing for 2020. It's very weird. Let's go in here and have a drink, Jim. Okay. And he's like, I know you don't want us to make a big deal about your birthday where your dad died, you bitch. But hey, look, it's everybody. And everybody's like, hey, we're dressed like we just fucking walked off. We walked out of our trailers into this thing. Like, we're just wearing our street clothes. They look dope as fuck. I don't know why you're hating. Because when we get to see J-Lo, I was just like, God damn, you're the coolest looking person I've ever seen. Every aspect of her outfit was 10 out of 10. Wasn't Get her it. makeup cool? Wouldn't you say it's Oscar-worthy <laughs> makeup? <laughs> but remember Killer Croc. No, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he took his shirt off. Kevin, oh, remember I, his his giant head and his tiny body? <laughs> he looked like an old man. He looked like an old man. It he looked, looked like, like Mike from Breaking Bad, Kevin. He looked like Mike from Breaking so, Bad. So, Jayla, she's over there trying to drink her edge off. It ain't happening. Uh, Spock and Gamora, they make nice. Uh, uh, Chekhov's with another uh, alien woman. Uh, this is where we get the line when they walk over. To, uh, Spock and Kirk are going to go, go have the little conversation, look into the stars, just looking at the sky. Uh, when Kevin walks by with no pants on. Uh, and then he's like, they walk over there and Bones like, we're really going to go out there. And like Spock and Kirk share a moment of like, we're best friends and this is awesome. And like, we almost, we both almost blew it, but we didn't blow it. And they were talking about, what are you going to tell me in the elevator kind of thing? Like, no, nah, don't worry about it, old chum. We're back at it. And they're like, we sure are. Space is cool. And then that's the fucking end of this movie. No, it's not because they look out the window and we start seeing a time lapse of the Enterprise being built and then they trade off the, the lines that we've heard three fucking times now, one by one through the people. And all of a sudden, I forgive all the sins of this movie. And I'm like, this is fucking Good awesome. Shot. Let's go. Damn go. I want a fourth one. There's another shot in this movie that was cool. There's two shots that stick out. This one or three. This one, the shot where after they've almost died and they pull back out of the gravitational pull of the planet, oh, you see yeah. a little and the planet's here. That's a cool shot. And then the best shot in this whole movie is when they originally launched from the space station and it's a super wide angle lens. So the nacelles of the ship look like they're tucked right behind it and it goes, wow. And we just stay with the ship like it's stuck on the camera as it's like rocketing out. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Everything that else was cool. cool. You could Andy? <laughs> Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Wait, real quick. For one of the people in the Suicide Squad, they were just like, you know what? Your tattoos are good enough. Your <laughs> yeah. tattoos are good enough. Let's just do that. Fire guy. That's yeah. the makeup level that they had. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Grant Burton did. Kirk used to be blonde. Idris could be the next Bond. Give me a beyond. Beyond. Thank you. Thank you. I was assuming that was a call to Greg, but he wants no yeah, fucking Greg's, part of this. Greg's over this. Yeah, it looks like Greg's not listening. Greg's like, uh, give me Ghost of Tsushima or whatever. I'm going to play a video game. You have Ghost of Tsushima too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jason says, FNF feeling. I like the beats and screaming. Barbecue ending. It was kind of a barbecue ending. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. Engine 25 says, great character stuff. The most Trekkie Kelvin flick. Feels like OG Trek. 
And then the last one is from Daniel Edmonds. Cool plot, cool action. But what's it trying to say? The second act desperately needed to ground Kirk's internal conflicts, but failing to do so made the overall theme less impressive and impactful. But to be fair, this being my first time getting into Star Trek, hearing the entire cast share the Starfleet mission at the end gave me chills, and that has to count for something. I tried to haiku, but sometimes that can be hard. And also, I'm drunk. (laughs) Thank you, Daniel Edmonds. Thank you for that. To wrap up the haiku and reviews for Star Trek, the Kelvinverse. Tim, I just saw your response to the Carl Urban thing that I said. Yeah, before we do Ragu Bagu, can we please bring this up? Kevin? Yeah, give me one I... second because I have to show you guys too. So. Yes, they need to see this. Um, we earlier asked what Carl Urban used to do, and he was in the Hercules TV show. As multiple characters. <laughs> what? Good for him. Look, look, look at him. <laughs> wow. Man, that's a, that's those are some frosted tips he's, that dude has. He's right Cupid there. at this moment. Tim, you see dude, his wings? Just... Yeah, Tim, I need your hair to be that blonde. Whatever the blonde look we have right now, not good enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of it's Uh, fair. Andy, hit it. Ragu. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the Star Trek Kelvin verse. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Andy Cortez. Hey. Nick Scarpino. Uh, Ahoy, ahoy. Kevin Coelho. Oof. And Tim Geddes. Currently in our ranking, we have at number one, Con Marcus, and at number two, Eric Bana in the original Star Trek. Where do we want to rank Adris Elba? Bottom tier. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, you should rank where the movie ranks number three. No argument here. I, I don't like a villain whose fucking whole reasoning is explained in the last five seconds of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now what are his powers? Great. Why is he suddenly human? I don't know. Doesn't Time to rank sense. the Star Trek movies. Currently, right now, we have number one, Star Trek 2009. Number two, Star Trek Into Darkness. Does anyone have an argument for this over Star Trek Into Darkness? I think this yeah. movie is funner than that one, but it doesn't seem like anyone else agrees. But do you I think it's better it. than it? Yeah. Would you vote it above it? I, I would. I mean, I, I feel like the, the, the problems with two is that it very much is like, hey, here's an enemy. The reason why he matters in his backstory is because, like, they already did a movie about him, and this is just kind of connected to them. But if you don't know that, it would be awkward. So, I don't know. Anyone else? I, I no. know. I, I can't put this over into darkness. I still, and a lot of that is just due to the fact that I enjoyed Cumberbatch's scream presence. Um, and I feel like Bones had more fun. Although we did, we you know, the, Bones is lying in here where he's like, "You're gonna do what?" <laughs> when he just got like immediately when Kirk yeah. when Kirk is like, "Oh, he's gonna hate this." <laughs> like I just <laughs> I love all that, but I, I think uh, yeah, I think part two is just a little bit. I, I think it's a little bit better fleshed out. Yeah, I I just want to add, I also really like a uh, majority of the character interactions. Bones and Spock is awesome. Having Anton be in so much of the movie was really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um and even the new character the what's her face Jayla Jayla I I thought she was fun she was cool she look was, you know didn't need to be in this um so there we go the rankings are number one Star Trek two thousand nine number two Star Trek Into Darkness number three Star Trek Beyond uh n- this Friday we will be finishing up Lord of the Rings in review with Return of the King Extended Edition Part Two then next Tuesday we are starting Nolan in review with his first movie following which have any of you ever seen. Never. No. I don't even know it's how to watch. It's black and white, right? Um, yes, it's black and white. It's 
very short. It's only an hour and 10 minutes. Love which it. Which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. pretty stoked about it. Like, in. <laughs> I, so it's, it's his first, it's a directorial debut, his first movie. Um, I watched a trailer for it. I'm like, this Trailer's looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So excited about that. And then, yes, next Friday, we are starting Studio Ghibli Miyazaki in review um, with the Castle of Cagliostro, which you can get in America on Netflix. Um, cool stuff. All right, guys. Until next time. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.